What's up, guys? Welcome to Fresh Fit Podcast, man. We got a special guest in the house, Coach Red Pill, Pill man. This is going to be lit. Legendary. Let's get into it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Fresh Fit Podcast on a special Sunday edition. We had to definitely switch things up with a special guest in the house. Coach Red Pill, man, is in the building. Man, this is going to be a great show, man. It's going to be legendary. And before we get into it, I'm going to go over some quick announcements, guys. Patreon.com slash Fresh Fit. If you want to catch all the you know background footage of us kicking out annoying, unruly girls. Uh, that <laughs> um, and then also, guys, also we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Listen to us there. Make sure you're wearing headphones, though, because we're definitely not politically correct, especially this episode. You're gonna have to wear headphones. You might get fired. Work. Yeah, you might get fired. Listen to this one. Also, guys, please go ahead and support us. We got merchandise, fresh fit gear, uh, sweaters, t-shirts, everything like that. Ninja yeah. Watchers, for example. And guys, we're on Twitch as well. We're live streaming to Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Fresh Fit Podcast. Support us over there. Open up another tab if you don't mind. Close that Pornhub tub. And tab guys, and watch us over help there. Help us get to a thousand subs. We're almost there on Twitch. Sub to the channel. We appreciate you guys. Shout out to y'all, Twitch gang. Yeah, man. So without further ado, man, welcome, Coach, to the Fresh Fit Podcast, man. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a real pleasure. And congratulations on your show, man. You guys are really fucking taking off, man. That's no, kudos to you. you. And, and I want to say this too, mm-hmm. uh, because. Um, I admire your work greatly. Uh, I've been watching you for a couple of years now. I, I, I think I, f- I first found you approximately right around 2018. And uh, kind of like fresh, I, I found you through the, the single mother videos. And from there, it's kind of <laughs> went down the rabbit hole. And uh, yeah, man, you're a titan in this space, man. Very well spoken. A uh, lot of fact-based type um, conversations. And yeah, man, uh, just I'm just happy that like it's crazy how like two years ago I was watching it and now I'm actually doing a collab with you, man. So yeah. Much respect from our end. It's funny because um, I was telling you, Coach, earlier, uh, I married a single mom. And that whole year, I was feeling like, damn, I shouldn't be here, right? Some, something's not right. I found your video, and I was like, yo, eye-opener. Yeah, You broke like, it down so, so well. Your points were exactly on point. I was like, yo, things got to change. You saved my life, man. Uh, probably your brother. You changed, you changed my whole world, bro. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank you. So, Coach, we know who you are. You've impacted our life significantly. But for those that don't know who you are uh, in our audience, can you please introduce yourself and tell them who is Gonzalo Lira, your background, where you're from, everything like that? Yeah, I'm uh, I, Coach Red Pill. You know, my actual name is Gonzalo Lira. I was born in L.A. and uh, I grew up in the States. My family's from Chile. And uh, I uh, went to school in the States, in, in L.A., and then we moved to New York and Miami. And uh, we lived also in Chile because of my dad's job. He was a. Hmm. Coach, we're having a little bit of uh, audio issue. I think maybe you might be lagging a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, just I, I can't really control it. Here. You're gonna have to forgive me. Yeah. And so anyway, I uh, I I was a novelist. I wrote uh, screenplays for in Hollywood, and then uh, published some novels and uh, like thriller types, you know, like uh, airplane books. And from there, I produced movies in Chile for a while. And from there, I got into venture financing. And I did like a couple of different businesses and, and just different stuff. Um, got into the solar energy business, the real estate business. And then in 2016, I basically got my fuck you money. And uh, I decided to fool around on YouTube because it was like a lot of fun. It's a great little hobby. And I started doing videos in early 17. And I wasn't getting any traction at all for like a year. And I was actually planning on winding down the channel. And then in 2018, the whole thing just took off. And, um, you know, I know that YouTube suppresses my channel and my content. Yeah. And I think that that's fucking funny because they only suppress shit that's true. Okay? Yeah. You don't see them suppressing shit about like the flat earthers or some shit like that. No, they, they suppress things that are true. And that's the state of our society, boys. You know, they shut up, shut you up the more truth you say. Yeah. And that's what's going yeah. on. And um, I was watching your video a couple of days ago, one, one of your videos. Um, and uh, you said something very profound. You said that the truth isn't relative. Appreciation of the truth is relative. And that li- yeah. really hit me because I was like, you know, how you perceive the truth doesn't change the objective fact that it's still the truth, but you know, but your reaction is in your control. And I, and I thought that was like very interesting how um, people tend to think, Oh, well the truth is relative based on my reality. No, no, no. Truth isn't relative, man. How you interpret it is relative, which is crazy. Cause it hit us, it hit me a lot because when we have our podcast with these ladies, they always tell me some BS like, Oh, but not all girls are like that, or you're generalizing or whatever it may be, but it's like, that's their interpretation. They can't accept it. So that made a lot of sense to me, man. That was, that was a, a great point. Yeah. So, uh, and, and the thing that drives me a little bit nuts is that people's talking about that truth is relative. Bullshit. It's objective. Okay. And I also hate this, this notion that, oh, you're generalizing. Well, like for instance, I'll generalize. Most people have 10 toes and 10 fingers. Most mm-hmm. people, not all people. There are a few people who have, I don't know, uh, uh, 12 fingers in their hands, right? But most people have 10 fingers on their hand and 10 fingers on their toe. And what the fuck? Am I not going to generalize off of that? Am I going to say, oh, you know, the, the whole number of fingers and toes is relative and it could be this or it could be that. No, fuck you, man. That's <laughs> more or less the number, man. And so uh, what drives me a little bit nuts is how people, in order to explain away their stupid decisions and bad behavior they talk about relative truth they talk Mm -hmm. about you know oh it's not all like that okay yeah sure of course it's not every single person on the face of the planet is like that but most are so fuck off you know yeah and that's my thinking i'm I'm sick and tired of bullshit okay i mean i don't know about you guys but i am sick and tired of people trying to gaslight me and bullshit me and explain away their bad behavior and say that, oh, you know, it's not all like that and blah, blah, Dude, come on, you know? Sorry, man, I, you caught me no, in a ranting not. mood. Well said, no, 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 well no, said. For, no, for real, because like that, that's very true, man, because people always try to use exceptions to the rule, and I feel like that's a very um, feminine argument trait, like when they try to debate <sighs> us and say, well, that you're just generalizing, not all people are like that, blah, 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 and it's like, nah, man, like, the exception doesn't make the rule and people always want to use like extreme examples to try to, you know, refute your claim. But, uh, yeah, I'll, exactly. I will say this, so, so, um, so you went to school, I, the people might not know you went to Dartmouth, which is a Ivy league school, very good school. 
um, which I, you know makes sense. Obviously, you're a very well spoken, intelligent individual. Um, what made you leave? It wasn't the- because of fucking Dartmouth. I'll tell you that right the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole college system is just so much bullshit. Okay. Uh, I was lucky enough to, uh, I went to school in the early 90s, and I, um, I'm i not going to beat around the bush. I was, like, really good at, uh, at the SAT scores. You know, I had great grades, and when I went to Dartmouth, I studied history and philosophy. I studied Russian history, and in philosophy, I studied, um, basically, it was split between uh, uh, logic, formal logic, and um, epistemology. Epistemology is theory of knowledge. I mean, how you know things about the world. And mm-hmm. I graduated with honors. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like an asshole, okay? But the thing is, see, I know the academic uh, academia really well. And I had the opportunity to continue an academic career and get a PhD in Russian history and potentially wind up being a professor. And mm-hmm. I remember one professor in particular, a guy called Jerry Daniel uh, at Dartmouth. He was a specialist in American history and New England history. He told me that I should not pursue a PhD because I'd be fucking miserable because he told me that, see, the most interesting thinkers, the people who think outside the box, they never succeed in academia because it's designed to help mediocrities succeed. Mm. And I was like, dude, man, what the fuck, right? And the thing is, see, I, uh, I'd already had my sights set on going to Hollywood and just trying my luck in the movie business. And I was okay. pretty fortunate. But the thing is, see, years later, I realized that it was absolutely true that the educational system is not designed to elevate the best people. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be. But what happens is that, see, if, if you uh, fuck up in high school or, or, or junior high or wherever the fuck, you, you, you do something stupid, you know, they catch you smoking dope, or maybe your parents divorce and so you go through like a, a few bad semesters of bad grades, right? Um, that would be a blemish on your record. And you mm-hmm. won't be able to get into the good schools, the so-called good schools, the elite schools. And since you can't get into the elite schools, you won't be able to get into the elite positions. So mm-hmm. You won't be able to get into the elite positions in, in academia. You won't be able to get into them in the corporate world, or much less the political world. Can you imagine some politician who, when he was like, I don't know, 16, 17, you know, he, uh, he got caught smoking dope and stole a car with some friends and did something stupid like that, okay? I mean, nothing really harmful, but just stupid. Mm-hmm. He would never be elected to anything. So who advances in the system? These spotless people, these perfectly spotless people who, who have no blemish on their record. And who are these people? These are the people who always play it safe. Mm-hmm. They are the betas. And mm-hmm. also they are psychopaths. Because who tries to follow the rules as close as possible so as not to get caught? A psychopath, of course. But see, original people, moral people, decent people, people with a little bit of personality, they're not going to be able to advance in this structure because it's so hermetic. It, 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 it so demands that you be perfect every fucking step of the way, that you never make a mistake and you never say the wrong fucking thing. You always have to say exactly what the consensus is. Yep. It's the weirdest damn thing. So what happens is that the educational, especially the elite educational establishment, who succeeds in these establishments? They are people who are at once extremely compliant and conformist, who will follow the, the herd who will do exactly like all the other lemmings. And yet at the same time, they are extremely uh, selfish because they're only interested in their own well-being. So it's this weird combination of group mentality 
an extreme selfishness that rises in in the um, in the modern education system in the United States and the other Western democracies. And, and this translates, of course, into the elite institutions in business, in finance, in government, in, in all walks of life. The leaders are at once compliant and conformist and completely selfish and, and almost divorced from reality insofar as the well-being of the rest of the citizenry. So, again, no, sorry for ranting, man. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like no, a man, ranting we, machine tonight. What can I say? We understand, brother. We, we understand. Yeah, we, we, we knew that. I want our audience to get all of this, man. Um, so Real quick, I'll hit the Super Chats, and I'll hit my next question because I got a couple here. But uh, yeah. we got uh, on a bra, $5. Any plans for a 200K party? Uh, next party no. will probably be around the 500K. 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 Uh, leak my bulls. <laughs> Hilarious. $5. <laughs> from the Netherlands, the videos about single moms from CRP. And Rich Cooper started my RP journey. Have some Gouda cheese. Thank you so much. Yep. Martin Show five for five forty nine. Remove me from the timeout. This is literally my first time catching the show live. No foul. You violated. Okay. Yeah, guys, don't disrespect our guests, please. Danny Delgado, uh, Delgado Dio, five dollars. Awesome first content creator I made. I began watching a couple years ago. Share many views across the board, not just on women. Here we go, full circle. Thank you so much. Mart, uh, Martin Show, $10, uh, $10.99. If you were to simplify the topic of women and dating, are European women better or are American Americans still beta? As an RP guy, don't worry. We'll cover Europe versus United States here very soon. Yep. The Moorish, $2.29. Red RP movement still didn't reach Europe yet. Uh, Zane Hodge Cigars, love seeing how hard this podcast works. Would love to see more creators like RDC, Barlizi, and Six. Goddess on here. Keep doing what you're doing and leading men to. Oh, they're coming, man. They're coming, bro. They're coming. They're coming. Thank you. And then we got two more here. Uh, Manoj Kumar, uh, 40 Indian rupees. Coach, big fan. You started my RP journey. Thanks. Uh, Devon Tanars. Hey, Coach RP. What do you say about the guy who marries single moms who have kids with multiple fathers and having kids with said single mothers? Don't worry. We're going to cover single moms here tonight, guys. And then Maurice Darius, $20 super sticker. Thank you, brother. So, Coach. So what um, what video you said that you had been making content since 2017 um, and then you started really taking off right around 2018. What video propelled you uh, into, I guess, the YouTube spotlight uh, that I guess worked in your favor to get you the recognition, but also worked against you to get you shadow banned? Did he freeze? Uh, I think he might have froze. He's smiling upon us. (laughs) Yeah, he's smiling upon us. Uh, Give us one sec, guys. He's he's in uh he's in a remote area so remote area yeah um but yeah man so much super chats here David Rodriguez you guys hear bucks. me uh, you guys yeah, dropped down for a while and I think yeah we're... cool we got you now um bam yeah okay so go ahead fresh so David Rodriguez ten bucks twenty five yo here coach red pill slapped me with some truth I was about to marry a thirty eight year old <laughs> I appreciate the rally check fam there you go Venton Martin ten bucks FNF is streaming live. CRP is in the house. My sub is like is in. Here's a dime. Let's get it, boys. I love this man's content. Watching his content led me to seek out more RP content slash knowledge. Yeah, yeah. coach just uh he's, yeah. I think he's gonna fix his connection real quick, guys. Me, so bear with us. Back here. In a sec. Um and then we got the Freudian uh slip. Why don't we tell people to smoke? Because it causes cancer. Not everyone that smokes gets cancer, but most do. The exception does not make the rule. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah, man, it's definitely a feminine argument point. Like every time we bring that up, and they're like, "Oh, you're just generalizing." I, I don't like, like how you said that. Yeah, or you know what I'm saying? Oh. They process it with their feelings. Coach is back. Um, and then we got uh, Heisenberg Evil. Uh, 
I do not simp often, but when I do, it is for quality content like this. Kudos to y'all guys from the beer capital of the world, Munich. a.k.a. Munich, Germany. Germany. So, uh, C- Coach, so what I was saying was, <clears throat> so you, uh, you you started making your content in 2017, and you got famous right around 2018. What video put you on the map that also that got you the notoriety, but also the shadow ban from YouTube? <laughs> Uh, the notoriety happened first. The shadow ban happened like uh, actually it was close to a, it was a little over a year later. Um, the notoriety came with a video uh, never date a girl over the age of twenty five. Uh, <laughs> remember that one? I remember that one. Yep. <laughs> Man, uh, I mean that video was so weird because I put it out in September of two thousand seventeen, and you know it, it did fine. But you know that, that was it. it; just went out there and fine. And then in June of eighteen, nine months later. Out of the fucking blue, that video just blew up. It just blew up all over the fucking place. And then uh, shortly thereafter, there were two videos that really took off. One was called Never Date a Damaged Girl, or or I forget the exact name. It was about damaged women, right? Never Mm -hmm. date them, right? And I put like a whole list of what were damaged women. And the other was Never Date a Single Mom, right? Because, see, uh, I actually did a video that I'm going to be posting in a couple of days saying that it's always easier to figure out what you want by eliminating what you don't want or should uh-huh. avoid, okay? Uh, I mean, you ask some guy and you say, what do you want to be with you? What do you want to do with your life? You know, I don't know, you know, because there are so many options. But if you start eliminating things, eliminating options, then you can quickly focus in on what you really want, okay? And so um, I, I, that's why I have like a whole series of videos of like never date a single mom, never date uh, – uh, yeah. Quality in uh, Ukraine is kind of yeah, low, low quality. Coach, uh, the um the internet connection uh just crapped out a bit, so it's hard to hear you. Yeah, uh, how's Look that? Am I better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't know. Know. yeah. I don't Do you think what the fuck is going on? What it, would it would it run better if you just turned the the video off? You think? Uh, probably. You guys want me to do that? Nah, let's keep the video. Yeah, we'll we'll keep well, the video. Let's you. Yeah, let, let's see. If if I drop out a couple of times again, then yeah, then I'll cut out the video. But for now, okay. let's leave it on. So anyway, okay. uh, you know those videos took off, and and it was just so much goddamn fun. You know, when when all of a sudden you have like. Well, yeah, it might be better to turn the the video off just because um probably taking a bunch of bandwidth. Okay, well, let's see, cause um I know y'all want to seem like me, but uh connection might be kind of bad. Yeah, in yeah, the meantime, with guys, us here, guys, uh, we'll read some of the super chats that came in. Yeah. Also, uh, we need more subs us, on guys. Twitch. So, guys, subs to get to at least nine hundred subs right now, and then a thousand. By the end of next week, yeah, or next two days. The Savvy BG Show. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Ten dollars, Coach RP. You changed my life. Not just my brothers, fresh and fit. Hey, quick question. I'm 38, recently single. One tip you can give me, Coach. We'll cover uh, that. We'll cover that. We'll come back to that as well at the end. OG. And then you got the OG. Ten dollars. Um, Myron, I forgot to say that I'm from Boston. Never knew you went to school over here. If I'm not mistaken, you was at Northeastern. I was in school, but I was an hour north of the city. Keep up the work, fellas. Yeah, guys, I went to Northeastern from 20, excuse me, from 2009 to 2013. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, Boston has a special place uh, in my heart, even though it's a super liberal city, but it's a fun place to be. Good good college city. 
Um, yeah. So, uh, Coach, can you hear us? Yeah. And also, as well, hey guys, um, he's not at his office right now. Yeah. He's actually like traveling. So, uh, please, uh, you know what I'm saying? Bear with us here for a sec. Let's see if we can get this thing back up. Um, I'm so sorry about it. Just so that you guys, uh, your audience knows, uh, what happened was that I was supposed to be back in uh, Kharkiv in Ukraine, where I live. This is in eastern Ukraine. And I, um, I had a little mishap and I got stuck in a, a town called Poltava. And I'm staying at a hotel here. And, uh, you know, th this is the best Wi-Fi and I only have my phone with me. So I'm so sorry about this. Uh, you know, my my bad. I, I fully expected to be back in my office uh, by this time, but it's just not to be. You know what, I, what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, like I was saying, um, the the video, the, the don't date a girl over the age of 25. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened was that see, all my videos, the reaction is always the same. Guys say, you are so right, or, oh, you have opened my eyes, or, you know, words to that effect. And the women say, you're a bastard, you're a piece of shit, shut the fuck up and die. <laughs> That's basically the two reactions, okay? Yep. And uh, there are some women who actually follow me, and they're like, yeah, I hate you, but you're right, okay? And those are actually the reactions I most, um, I most enjoy, or not enjoy, but uh, uh, that give me satisfaction, because, see, I'm not interested in spinning out lies, and I'm not interested in catering to my audience. I'm not interested in, in telling them pretty lies. I don't need this shit, okay? I mean, mm -hmm. I, um, I, mean I, I, I hate to sound like a complete asshole, but look, I'm a fucking asshole anyway. Uh, just don't call me asshole. Only my mother calls me asshole. But anyway, uh, you know, I'm not interested in grifting off of anybody or telling them any kind of pretty lies. There are a lot of people... Um, who go around telling lies to their audience, lies that they that they want to believe, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, just to sort of like flatter them. I'm not interested in flattering my audience. I'm interested in telling them the truth because the origin of the videos that I'm making is that, see, when I was, um, I mean, I'm a late father. Uh, I have a daughter who's uh, about to turn eight and a son who's six. And so I realized, and part of the reason I started my channel was that uh, by the time my son especially, was in his late 20s, 30s, I'd likely be a decrepit old man or dead. So mm -hmm. I figured it'd be smart to be doing videos for him. And mm -hmm. so that's why I did the, the channel for so long with very little success, quite frankly, because I wasn't really making the videos for an audience. I was thinking more about my kid. And I was thinking of winding it down after a year because I felt that I pretty much covered all the bases that I really wanted to cover. But then I, uh, I was discovered by this audience and I realized a lot of things I was saying and a lot of things that I took for granted that people would know about. Well, young guys didn't know. They needed somebody to tell them. There is a channel, uh, I forget the name of the guy, but he's some guy who's like, um, and he calls himself like internet dad or some shit like that. And mm -hmm. he does these videos of like basic shit that a guy should know, like how to fix a toilet, you know. Oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah. He went know. viral. Yeah, good on him. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'm totally, uh, uh, what you call it, um, uh, congratulatory to the guy, you know, and, and you know, I, no bones or, or beef pick with the guy at all. I mean, he's just good on him. But his kind of content is um, milk toast. I mean, you know, teaching somebody how to fix a toilet, you know, it's actually useful. But there are other things that are very useful, too, that a young man should know about. And so mm -hmm. that's the kind of audience that I have. I have mm -hmm. an audience of young guys 
a lot of them, children of divorce, as I was, my parents divorced. Uh, and for me, it was fairly traumatic because it happened in my teenage years, which is always the worst time for divorce. So um, a lot of my audience are, are children of divorce. And so they didn't have anybody telling them what's what. Okay? Mm. And so that's the kind of video that I make. I tell them what's what. And a lot of times what I do is I talk about uh, women or, or let me phrase it. I sort of like throw my, my fishing rod with the woman shit, right? But I expand the woman thing into to cover other things that are beyond just merely women. Because what happens is that, see, insofar as women is concerned, and you guys would know that as, as, two, as a couple of businessmen, because you guys have a business and you're trying to grow it. Good on you, right? And you guys would probably realize that the, the tools of game to get a girl to sleep with you are pretty much very similar to the tools you need, the psychological tools you need to close business deals, yes. to deal with businesses, okay? Yes. Because you're managing people. I mean, a business is always about managing people. And what is game? It's how to manage a woman, but like psychologically manage her, right? And the same uh, uh, tools that succeed in game succeed in business. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I try to do with all my videos because most of the time the titles of it are all about women but I always try to expand the issue so that it's just beyond merely women, okay? Because you guys probably know, and I'm an old fart, I'm 53 years old, and so I know at this point, that see, getting women, pussy is easy. Life is hard, okay? Once you know how to get pussy, you can get it all the time. It, it's not a big trick. Guys who are sexually unsuccessful, for them, it's a huge trick. Uh, but once you you figured out, and I was very lucky, I found out when I was 18 how to get women consistently. And I'll tell you how that happened. But uh, once you figure out how to get women consistently, then you realize that those tools that you, you use to get women consistently, they are really applicable to much more important things that you are pursuing in your life, like the great goals of your life, the Mount Everests of your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I got to add to that because you're right on the money. So the skills you learn to talk to girls, how to maneuver, how to work a deal out. Hey, you know what? She wants to go over here, but we're going to go over here. Certain things that you do in your daily uh, life regarding women translate into business. And for example, we created a, a course on Instagram and we, we took the sales online marketing of business and put it into dating. So we said, hey, yeah. you know what? Here's your sales funnel. Here's your, your capture page, your Instagram page, right? With your good lifestyle, you capture the girls into your into your funnel, and then you work you work your leads. So you're right, having that that um mindset and that foundation of, of understanding how women uh, operate and how to maneuver can go into so many different things in life. You're right. So, yeah. coach, I have a question. What led you to your RP awakening? Uh, you know, what made you realize that you know these uncomfortable truths? Like, what was it? A girl? Was it just life experiences? Like, what helped you wake up and uh, exit the matrix? Yeah. Well, what happened one day, I met this bald guy. He was a black guy, bald as an egg. And he had these two like mirror glasses. <laughs> <32 pin> <laughs> uh, what happened was it was a long process. It wasn't like, uh, you know, one day I sort of, like, woke up and had a big epiphany. No, no, no. It was like, um, uh, it, it started like this. It started, I was living in Chile. I was a teenager. And uh, do keep in mind, this was in the 80s. And mm -hmm. so uh, uh, there was no internet, none of this shit. And so communication news, you got it from newspapers, from the TV and, and from uh, news magazines, right? And I was living in Chile at the time, I was 16. And um, there was, I was living in Chile during the Pinochet dictatorship, 
Okay, the, the dictatorship of Pinochet was from 1973 to 1989 or 1990. And um, he had overthrown a socialist government and he had imposed a, a uh, authoritarian nationalist government that was extremely successful actually. And so anyway, um, I was living there and he had, uh, you know, uh, committed a bunch of human rights abuses. No question, he did, you know. And there's the meme that he threw communists out of helicopters. Um, it's a good meme, but it's actually not true. That's That was leftist propaganda. But anyway, the point. Uh, I read a Time Magazine article about Chile. And it was one of these pieces that it was, it was sort of like talking about Chile at the time and how it was doing. And I read it and I was like, dude, this article is so much bullshit. I mean, I'm fucking here. I know it's bullshit. Mm. Uh, and they were talking about things about Chile. And it was like a full page article about Chile. I and mean, they put some effort into it. I mean, do keep in mind, Time Magazine had maybe, uh, I don't know, 40 pages of, of text of news, right? And so a full page devoted to a fairly small country, Chile, that was a big deal. And I read it and I was like, what the fuck are these fuckers talking about? And what really struck me was that, see, at that time, the reason that they posted that article was that in the north of Chile, Chile is this long, skinny country, right? And see, because it's so long and skinny and it covers so many latitudes, um, the north of Chile is this desert called the Atacama Desert. It's the driest desert in the world. It's fucking nothing. I crossed it one time. I mean, it is fucking nothing. Okay, it's a wasteland. It's dry as a bone, right? And in the Atacama Desert, like in the mid 80s, they found like about uh, 16 bodies, if I recall, right? And there was like, oh, they must have been killed by the Pinochet dictatorship, right? Shit like that. And, um, and, and they exhumed the bodies and whatnot and sent them off to different labs to find out who they were. And before the results came in, this article in Time Magazine came out. And, and the picture that they showed was this um, cemetery full of these iron crosses. And see, in the north of Chile, in the towns in the north of Chile, there's no wood. And so the crosses in the cemetery indeed are made of iron. Okay, And it's, they're quite mm. beautiful, by the way. Because these uh, iron crosses, they start to rust in the, in the sea air, right? And the picture that they used was of the cemetery filled with these iron crosses, as far as I could see. And in the far distance, you could see the Pacific Ocean. And in the foreground, it was, you know, the, these iron crosses in the desert, you know, no grass, nothing. It was just desert, right? A very striking photograph. But you saw the picture and you thought, holy shit, they must have found thousands of bodies, right? because the picture was manipulating you into thinking that that was where they found these bodies. And no, it was just the local cemetery of some random town in the north of Chile. And I was oh. like, this article is just complete bullshit because not only did they manipulate with the picture that they chose, mm -hmm. because the picture gave you the impression that they had found hundreds, if not thousands of bodies and they had, they found 16 and that was buried like way deep in the article. It wasn't the first paragraph. It was like in paragraph, I don't know, 12, 15, something like that, okay? Uh, and so I gave you this impression that was totally wrong between the picture and the text. And I thought, this is bullshit. And that I realized retrospectively is when I realized that the things that I read in the press were not necessarily accurate. And I started reading more and more. I started realizing that, dude, these fuckers are lying. They are putting in their biases in the news. And when they were talking about Chile, this was around the time that, that the whole apartheid thing was going on in South Africa. And I was thinking to myself, you know, if they're lying about Chile, what else are they lying about? Are they lying about what's going on in South Africa? I mean, I don't know. I'm not in South Africa. I can only go by what these guys are saying. 
And when they talk about Chile, I know that they're lying or bullshitting. So what's to say that they're not lying or bullshitting about South Africa or Russia? I mean, this was back in the 80s during the Cold War or wherever the fuck. How do I know that they're not lying? And mm. I remember thinking specifically about South Africa. I didn't, I didn't have a bone to pick with South Africa. I've never been there. I, 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 it's, I'm indifferent to it, okay? But I was thinking, I remember thinking at the time, you know, dude, they are lying about Chile. So are they lying or telling me the straight dope about South Africa or Russia or whatever the fuck? And that's the thing that really struck me. And from there, it was just slowly just realizing that there's this whole class of people who are just bullshitters. And I realized that I was educated to be a part of that class. Mm. And I just, no, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> no, not today, Satan, not today. No. Wow. So so uh, you had a unique, I guess, uh, transition from, you know, which RP Awakening, where it was actually like government lies that made you realize, okay, I need to start questioning things and, you know, have some critical thinking here. And then I'm sure you were able to, you know, Take that and put it into, you know, dealing with women and other things in life as well. Uh, sure. But, yeah, most guys find the RP through some kind of trauma with a female. Yeah. But uh, you actually found it through a, a, a less conventional means, which is through, you know, government lies, which is, okay, that's real interesting. No, but think about it, man. There's an agenda being pushed here, bro. And uh, from all aspects, all ear, all airwaves, uh, TV, radio. So we never really know the truth until we're in that situation. And he was there to see, hey, this is some bull crap. So don't lie to me. What else is out there that might cause this type of like behavior, you know? So it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Coach, as I'm, uh, I'm, I mean, I know me and Fresh, you know, we found you through this. And I'm sure a lot of people here in the chat, you have some very strong views on uh, single mothers and dating them. <laughs> and seriously. Uh, well, what happened was that the, the whole single mother thing, it was like, uh, I, I've never dated. I uh, know that's not true. Once I dated a single mother, I dated yeah. her for like a week. And I was like, uh -huh. no, man, I, I don't need this. <laughs> shit, right. Uh, uh, I mean, she was a great person, very smart, very capable, very accomplished and everything. And I was like, no, I, I don't need this shit. Uh, and uh, the coach well, red pill reason, uh, can we get the coach red pill reason on why guys should probably not invest into, uh, you know, a single mom and or her children? Uh, yeah, because you're raising yeah. some other guy's kid. Simple mm. as that. You're yeah. raising some other guy's kid, spending your resources in some other guy's kid. And uh, you see, this woman, uh, she couldn't make it with some other guy, right? What's to say that she can't make it with you, okay? And also what happens, the obvious thing is that, see, a single mother, um, see, why do men and women pair up, uh, evolutionarily speaking? Well, because it's very simple. See, women cannot... Uh, gather enough calories to mm. feed themselves and their infant child. They need assistance, okay? And so uh, men and women pair bond into a man, woman, husband, and wife. Because, see, the division of labor is pretty simple. The woman uh, bears and raises the children, and the man goes out and gets the resources for the family unit, okay? And uh, the, the deal is, you know, women will have the children of the man who provides the resources, i.e. the husband, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and see, this is from evolution because in other animal species, the female can generate enough calories for herself and her ch offspring, be it cubs or whatever. Like, uh, like for instance, bears. Female bears and, and, and bear cubs, uh, they don't need a male bear around. They can generate the calories necessary to survive on their own. So they don't need a, a, a male bear. But human beings are not like that, okay? An infant, a human infant, is for all intents and purposes uh, a dead weight 
until the age mm. of about two. Because uh, uh, human children, because of our bigger brains, human All right. Loading. Hold on, guys. Yeah, give us one sec. Bear with us here. Loading. Um, Loading. We will, because um, we'll get this fixed here in a second. Um, coach, I'm back. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're back, coach. So the last thing we heard you say you was, yeah, how human children are useless. So I guess we could start there. That's the last thing I'm pretty sure the people. Oh, okay. Up. Yeah, human human children are useless. I don't mean this in a pejorative sense. I mean in the sense that. See, a human child, uh, a newborn child, mm. can't do anything for himself yeah. because he's, exactly, he's yeah. totally dependent because he's born in a pre-embryonic state because human's big brain makes it so that it's so big that a woman cannot give birth to a child with a fully developed brain. And yes. so, uh, because it's just physically unable to fit. And so a woman will give birth to a child and that child is essentially in an embryonic state still. And it'll be in that embryonic state until at least the age of two when it can walk on its own. Have you noticed, for instance, like uh, horses and, and cows and, and other primates, they, can, they are born and they start to walk almost immediately. Yeah. yeah. But human children, no. Okay. And this is the reason. And so a woman needs to care for this embryonic child and needs her full attention. And because she needs, uh, she needs to give the child her full attention, she cannot go out and gather the food necessary for her own and her child's survival. And that's why. Uh, so guys, bear with us here. Uh, yeah, that was, getting, that was yeah, getting pretty good. Yeah, Coach, your, uh, your connection's uh, timing out again. So what we could do is we could read some of these super chats. It's shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Timed out again. Yeah. Whenever I drop out, whenever I drop out, just uh, do the super chats. <laughs> that would be the easiest, man. No Until yeah, yeah. Oh man, this is frustrating. Anyway, like I was saying, I, where did I drop out last time? You, you, you dropped out with um the uh, the woman cannot gather enough calories yeah uh, by herself, so she needs the male with yeah, humans exactly. at least. Animals can walk yeah. right away, and animals can walk right away. Yeah, exactly. And so because of this, that's why men and women pair bond. That's why uh, men marry women, because the woman guarantees that the children she has are the man's and the man guarantees that all the resources that he gets will he will share with the woman and their children. That, that's the whole rationale of it. And so when you are uh, wifing up a single mother, you are basically giving your resources to another man's child. It's as simple as that. And, and, and it sounds really just like uh, harsh, but it's true. Hello, do you guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah, got you yeah, loud. We, we, we can hear you. Okay. Uh, and that on the one hand. On the other hand, see, a single mother, see, she's left her previous husband. She needs a man to provide resources for herself and her child. And so what's she going to do when she meets you? She's going to be on her best behavior now, won't she? She wants to make so she's going to be on her best behavior. She's going to give you great sex, give you just aces, and then you wife her up because you've been totally gaslit as to who this woman is. You think she's one way because she is trying to lock you down, and once she locks you down in marriage, where the full force of the state by way of divorce laws 
can compel you to give her your money. Well, once you marry her, that's it, baby. See, she doesn't have to keep on pretending anymore. She can show her true colors. And that happens all the fucking time. I'm, am I right mm. or am I lying? No, you're right, man. Yeah, I'm no, lying, I'm done, you know? So, Coach, this is what we'll do. We'll just turn the video so, off. Wait, the, the chat and stuff like that, they're cool with no video just so that we kind of uh, handle the, the lagging. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, turn it yeah, off. Yeah, hopefully yeah. that'll help with the audio quality. Um, you guys all know what Coach looks like now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so so going back. So, yeah, so sharing resources is just not, I guess, a smart move for uh, for men with single moms. Was there anything else that you want to add to that? Well, yeah, you know, see uh, – why are you going to go with that with a single mother whom uh how can i put it? It, it she's not going to be honest with you in the initial stages of your relationship it's i think that that's the, the most important thing she is going to present a picture of herself that is not real and because of that you're going to be fooled by this picture and you're going to wind up falling in love with a fiction and when once you are married to her and once the, the divorce laws are in place that can essentially rape you, uh, mm -hmm. legally speaking, then, dude, it's over for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, um, you were telling me that you uh, married a single mother and you yeah. got out by the skin of your chinny chin chin. Is that right? Yeah. Yo, real talk, bro. <laughs> when I heard your video, I watched a couple other videos on YouTube. I was like, yo, I could have been seriously injured here. Because I, I literally, okay, so this chick, right? You're right. Perfect picture. Did everything I wanted. Uh, very submissive. You know what I'm saying? To the point. Whatever I wanted, she basically do, right? And, you know, time passed. I married her. Because um, I was raised in a Christian family. And you were raised, so whenever you're moving, to, moving with a girl, you're supposed to, like, live with her and marry her. So it was like, okay, I guess I'll do it because, you know, as a Christian, that's what I should do. So I did it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really love her, per se, but I, I appreciated that she did whatever, you know, I needed her to do. Point blank, uh, you know, moved in uh, three months in. It was like, hey, you know, um, you need to take more care of, um, you know, uh, my son. I feel like you don't put enough effort. I'm like, whoa, first time hearing that. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, just things will come up, you know, here and there. And it's like, yo, like, you never brought this, this shit up when we were like dating. So why are you bringing it? No. But like you said, I had married her. So I was like, damn, like, I feel like now I, I'm like a, a target of like, um, I need to do more on the house. Long story short, you know, uh, like like you said, before it was all bad and roses, beautiful. The moment you put that ring on the finger, things change. You know what? Now I have the backing to do or say what I want. So if you don't comply, then, well, I'll just take half of whatever you got. But luckily for me, um, you know, she actually genuinely cared about me to some level. So she didn't go after me in any form or fashion after the, the uh, you know, divorce. But, uh, you know, it could have it could have been bad. You know, I could have lost a lot. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's do these super chats next because the next thing we're going to talk about is the current state of the sexual marketplace, which I definitely want to get uh, Coach Red Pill's stance on that U.S. versus Ukraine and et cetera. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, real quick, catch back up, guys. And thank you guys so much for being patient with us. Um, uh, the Savvy BG Show, Coach RP, uh, you changed my life, not just my brother's fresh or fit. Hey, quick question. I'm 38, recently single. One tip you can give me, Coach. Uh, we will talk about that at the end. OG, $10. Myron, I forgot to say that I'm from. Oh, we read that one. Nope. Uh, right. da, da, da. Colonel Sanders, I'm excited for this with a bunch of drumsticks. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, Manhoj Kumar, 40 Indian rupees. Guys, can you lower Patreon fee for other currency? Uh, 
Sorry, man. No, man. Uh, leak my bowls. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. The woke brigade cut off Coach uh, RP. Turtle, five dollars. Coach RP with Fresh and Fit. Now this is awesome. Love your content, Coach. You guys rule. Thank you so much. Uh, yep. Brazilian, ten dollars. CRP man, so many thanks. I'm 34. You were my very first eye-opening RP influence since near 2019, and can't tell you how much I've improved as a man in overall. Thank all the best. And then uh, the Graph Tracks uh, five dollars super sticker. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. Wait, Jonathan. hold on, hold on, hold on. What's going on here? Oh, and then Holy we got our boy smoke. Big Lemur with the big man. I gotta give him a shout out, bro. With the big uh, five hundred dollars super chat. Uh, Black Lemur two thousand nine. I used to get the talking point of she could be the perfect woman for you, and you could be the perfect person for that child. I replied that I would rather die than settle with a single mother. Oh, crap. Yeah, shout out to Black Lemur again. Hey, you're worth Kings. Lemur, 500 bucks. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Black Lemur, bro. Appreciate that greatly, man. Damn. Um, so, okay, what was the uh, – or where are we at now? Um, okay, John – and guys, from this point forward, because we, we already have uh, over 3,000 live viewers, yeah. and I don't want to pull away from the interview. Yeah. So we're going to read, what, Chris, 10 or 20? Uh, yeah, oh, 10 is fine. 10 is, have, 10 is fine. Okay. Yeah, so, okay, um, Anwar Abrar, so I'm 25 and a student in law school. Any advice on how to increase my value while I'm still in school? Keep listening. Uh, Brima Camara, when it comes to guests, Fresh and Fit is like the Justice League Unlimited of the Manosphere. Your rapid growth is undeniable. Hopefully, y'all get AMS on here in the future. Trying to make it on your show as well. Don't worry, guys. We got AMS. He's going to come this summer. Yeah. Uh, Mr. C, $50. Much continued success. Coco Puff, $10. Coach, if I remember right, you married your wife when she was 19 and you were 40. How did you attract younger women when you're a much older man without sugar. We're going to talk about that right now. We're about yep. to transition over to the sexual marketplace. Tech Julian, $20. Thank you, Fresh and Fit, for your content. Coach RP is a legend. Facts, he is a yep, legend. He is. Colonel Sanders, $10. I'm going to need y'all to like this MF, <laughs> MF and vid. CRP and Fresh and Fit equal diamonds for the mind. Imagine if this is the vid that changes 100 men's lives, but not enough likes because it was suppressed. Facts. No, big facts. And then uh, Elijah Tribal and $20 Australian. Thank you so much. Four in the morning here in Australia. Much love to you, lads, and CRP. Thank you. And then we got uh, James Yurosafi. Yo, where's that holy water? Satan is the one interrupting coach's internet. I rebuke you, Satan. Shout out <laughs> to you, coach, and congrats on hitting on, on all, almost hitting 200K. Uh, to you guys, uh, watching you guys grow is so inspiring. Thank you so much. So, uh, coach, let's. Uh, so you have some pretty strong and I would say valid views on the current sexual marketplace mm-hmm. in the West. And you actually made a video a couple of days ago that was titled American Women Are Trash, trash or garbage yeah, yeah. and garbage. Uh, and, and you know besides the you know the the triggering title you you had some very valid points in there mm-hmm. so can you kind of give us a summary of why the west has declined as far as like uh quality of women in the marketplace as well as um you know the difference between here and eastern europe etc yep yeah sure uh well before i i get into that uh just to clarify one of the super chats uh, no, my wife uh, was not 19. She was 21 when I met her and 23 when I wiped her up. And mm. uh, we have a couple of kids and, uh, you know, that's life. And she's Ukrainian and that's why I'm here in Ukraine. But she's, uh, I met her in Germany. She was the au pair of some college friends of mine. And uh, you know, she was just a, a student uh, in, in uh, languages. And uh, she was there working, like I said, as an au pair. Uh, au pair is kind of like a nanny. Uh, in Europe, it's pretty common. And uh, yeah, that's how we met. And uh, here we are. So anyway, uh, why are American women garbage? Well, see, uh, it goes back to the fact that the United States and the Western democracies got rich. It's simple as that. And so as they get rich, as a society gets rich, it gets really comfortable. 
And so mm-hmm. women are always clamoring for more and men are always clamoring for more too. I mean, you know, don't get confused. People always want more because people are greedy. And so women want more. And during the 60s, they wanted more sexual freedom for various reasons that are too complicated to get into. And our society, our rich society said, okay, now why was um, a sexual liberation a bad thing? Well, because you see, Sexual liberation, or or let me phrase that, women's sexuality has always been tightly controlled in every society because, see, if a woman sleeps around, she'll eventually get pregnant. And Mm -hmm. if a man is not attached to that woman, right, if Mm -hmm. just a woman and gets pregnant and there's no man around because she fucks so many guys that nobody knows who the father is, right, this is pre-DNA shit, well, then the society as a whole is going to have to take care of that woman and her kid, right, and this will be a drain on the society. And so the society wants to ensure that women don't fuck around so that they don't get pregnant out of wedlock because they want every kid to belong to a guy, a guy Mm -hmm. who will provide the resources for the kid so that society as a whole doesn't have to provide for the kid. Mm. But what happened in the 60s? Well, you had like the the great society programs of Lyndon Johnson started in uh, what, 63, 64. Mm -hmm. And because of these great society programs, specifically welfare, it incentivized women to basically not worry about having a man. They could fuck Mm. around, potentially get pregnant, and the government would give them a check. And you've got welfare queens and all the rest of it. But the point is that, see, women got the sexual liberation uh, because the government, the state, the society was willing to subsidize their sexual misadventures. Uh, That's what happened, see? And so because of this, the society basically accepted single mothers. And because it accepted single mothers uh, and it accepted women who would fuck around, it demotivated men. And you have men who are just deciding, you know, fuck this shit. I don't have to, I don't have to deal with this shit. Because all these women, they got so entitled, feeling that they deserve so much that they figure that they don't have to uh, try to make themselves more feminine, more attractive to attract the right guy. They figured they could be just, you know, slatternly and, you know, fat and ugly and pathetic. And it wouldn't matter because, see, they'd be able to get money from the government or fuck around and, uh, uh, you know, have as much sex as they wanted to and use the law to get the alimony from the potential father of her children. Right. And so this adds up and demotivates men. Now, I noted a book called Sex and Culture by a man named J.D. Unwin, U-N-W-I-N. I suggest you guys read it. You can download it for free as a PDF. This book was written in like the 19, early 1930s. This guy was an anthropologist, a big brain. Oh. In anthropology today, they fucking hate his fucking guts, which mm. tells you that he's probably right okay yeah <laughs> but he, yeah he basically says this at all societies he, he analyzed like 500 different societies of all sorts and he came to the following conclusions great societies collapse because they become rich and as they become rich they are able to subsidize women uh women's sexual promiscuity and because of it it demotivates men and because of it the society begins to crumble and fall apart even as the women demand more and more rights and entitlements. Now, does that remind you of any current situation maybe happening anywhere? Huh? United States, right now, yeah. right here. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You got these women. 
They're fat. They're dressed in these track suits. They, they look horrible. Their skin is pimply, you know? I mean, they look like fucking land whales in Adidas track suits, right? And they demand, you know, George Clooney or, you know, whoever is like the handsome guy or the Jonas Brothers, whoever the fuck. I, I don't know who the, who the girls are crazy about nowadays, but they're always crazy about somebody, right? They're crazy about, you know, they, they demand, they think that they should, do, they are deserving of some Chad, right? And uh, what the fuck, you know? And it's because they're entitled. It's because the whole society is catering to them. And that's what's going on. It's pathetic, but well, it's it's the way of the world. And so, if a guy wants a a quality woman, a woman, and what's a quality woman? A woman who is going to uh, prioritize her family over herself. Mm-hmm. A woman who is going to try to ensure that her man succeeds. That she's not going to be a weight, a drain on the man, but rather a complement to the man. A, a woman who wants to have children and wants to have healthy children, healthy in all respects, you know, physically healthy, mentally healthy, uh, you know, that kind of woman, of course, you might find such a woman in the United States, but it's going to be really hard. Okay. And what'll happen is that you're going to have to go to other places to find such a woman because American women, the whole culture is geared towards uh, uh, making them feel entitled, making Mm -hmm. them lazy, making them unfeminine, you know? I mean, come on, man. I mean, you guys have women on your show all the time, right? <laughs> I see them, man. Come on, look at them, huh? Skanky, slutty. They've been, they fuck so much cock that, it, you know, you can practically smell the semen through the screen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's really fucking disgusting. Am I right or am I wrong? You tell me. You know, and if any of them are your friends or anything, I don't mean any disrespect, but that's how they come across. No, no, uh, a, a good portion of them, uh, you know, have been through the cock carousel, you could say. Yeah, I, I would argue that most virgins in 2021 are now men. They're not women anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy. I, I, we always say it on this podcast. If you take an average woman and an average guy, she's probably going to do laps around the guy sexually as far as like experience and partners and everything else like that. So, you know, the days of virgin women are are done. It's more virgin men, if anything. You know who wins in this situation? It's the top 20% of men. Fact. Yeah. Saying that forever. Yo, we're winning right now, man. Yeah. Like feminism, what feminism has done, it inadvertently has, what's happened is that women have given leverage to the top tier men to be able to take the terms. And they say it's female empowerment and everything else like that. But what they don't realize is, is that when you, I guess, open this sexual liberation, and you allow women to kind of be uh, operating a deregulated sexual marketplace. I know you've mentioned this too before, Coach. Uh, they're going to, if you leave them to their own devices, they're going to pick the top tier guys. And when they sure. pick the top tier guys, all the women are fine for these guys. And these guys have all the women. And then all the other guys are left with scraps. And then what ends up happening is a situation we have here where we have a hookup culture where the women are, you know, having sex with those top percentage of guys, but those guys aren't committing to them. And then yeah. that's we have such a low, uh, the marriage rates are declining, divorce rates are high everything else like that. So what feminism has done basically is it's given the uh, the unfair advantage and leverage to the higher status men. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, look, think of it like from, uh, from a game perspective, uh, like game theory perspective. See, mm-hmm. if you are getting all of these sexual opportunities, you're in the top tier of men, you're getting all these sexual opportunities. Why would you settle? The first time yeah, you have exactly. some girlfriend and she, and she becomes like difficult, right? You're like, 
you know, fuck this girl. I'm going to next her and find somebody better. And you do, right? Because you can, because there are girls lining up to fuck you, right? And so it unmotivates those men. They have no motivation to have a family and to build anything for that family. And on the other hand, the guys in the, in the lower 80%, they're unmotivated because they know that they're going to get either the leftovers if they're in the higher echelons of that 80%, or if they're in the bottom echelon, they know that they're not going to get any woman. And so it unmotivates everyone, all of the men. The men become unmotivated. Okay? Yeah. That, that's the mechanics of that lack of motivation. And so, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you like an example. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like, uh, uh, I'm going to sound like a fucking asshole, but fuck it. Like I said before, I'm an asshole and proud of it. When I was living in New York City in the very late 90s, early 2000s, uh, I was living downtown. I had a big loft. And um, what happened was um, I fell in with this fashion crowd. And at the time, I was a writer. I was publishing novels. I was doing very well. I had money and all the rest of it. And I fell into this with, in with this fashion crowd. And I was dating. Uh, bear with us, guys, here. We just lost some audio real quick. John Quinn. Je- um, so we'll, we'll hit the Super Chats real quick John until Quinn, the audio comes 15 back. 15 bucks. Facts. RP. Wife left me after hanging out with her friend and DJ boyfriend and D-bag friends. I agree with Fresh Fit. Tate and Coach RP, let's start acting on their advice. Love you guys. Damn. Yep. Um, and then uh, Skagly, $10 super sticker. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. And then uh, we got Jerry B, $10. I appreciate you guys sharing your real life experiences. You being open and honest is directly related to your booming success. Thank yeah, you so much, we man. Don't, we don't hide anything, fellas. Like, dude, yeah. you, you see us for who we really are, bro. Yeah, we admit our L's and everything like that, man. Yep. But uh, yeah, guys, bear with us. Uh, he's gonna come back. I don't know what happened there. He must have just dropped off. And shout out to Black Lemur, man. He's a sponsor. Yo, Black of Black Lemur, bro. bro. Thank you so much for the support, bro. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? These cameras, that that stripper cam over there, and then uh, you know we got the kickout cam over there. You guys could see in the back. Uh, Chris, can you hit eight real quick and show the people? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, man. You, you guys go. can see behind the scenes. You know Look all the Trey, panels, all Chris. the other stuff. Trey, Chris in the house. You guys can see him right there. Uh, Yo, yeah, Black Lemur, if you're ever in Miami, let us know. Please let us know, man. Yeah, bro. Absolutely let us know, man. Thank you so much for the support, bro. Uh, everyone that donates to the to the channel, man, yep. you guys don't understand how how much we appreciate it, bro. Like Thanks. it's it's huge. Everybody. So thank you so much. Uh coach, you back? Yeah, dude, man. I was on a on a on an epic rant, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I got you. I, you're where did I cut us- off? You you, you were uh, in New York. You were in New York making good money fashion and you got area. in with the fashion crowd. Um, yeah, and, and, and I, I banged, yeah, and I banged seven models on seven consecutive nights. I was living the dream, okay. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time, I didn't realize how lucky I was. It was only much later that I realized that my sexual success had uh, everything to do that I'd stumbled upon how to get girls, okay. And that's why I always tell guys to learn game, to to study the guys who purvey game because game is always the same. Okay. The only difference between the different people who sell their, their game courses is just like personal style. Okay. It, it, the, what, is, what is being taught is always the same. And what drives feminists nuts about the whole pickup pick artist community is that see, they successfully get any. Coach, you're uh, cutting out again. Yeah. Uh, the last thing that people heard uh, you say, well, the reason you can get feminists hate, fuck it. they hate game. The reason why feminists hate game, that's where you start yeah. cutting off. Yeah. Okay. 
The reason that feminism hates uh, gain or, or pickup artists is because they're right. See, mm -hmm. um, picking up girls is an algorithm and you can learn this algorithm. That's why I always yeah. suggest to guys to learn game because once you learn game and learn how to pick up girls, you can eliminate that variable from your life, that anxiety from your life and focus yes. on the things that really matter. Okay. Yep. Because getting pussy is not the most important thing in the world. There are other things that are more important, but what For happens sure. is that, yeah. um, you are so focused on pussy because you're not getting enough that it becomes your whole world and it can either drive you to distraction or drive you to resentment and bitterness. Either outcome is a bad thing. What you want to do is learn game. And I learned game by accident, okay? And I figured it out. I figured it out uh, when I was 18. When I was 18 in Chile, I wound up, uh, I was studying uh, business administration and I got kicked out. Uh, I got kicked out because I was chasing girls. And the reason I was chasing girls was because in like my first week in college in Chile, I started. Um, I got. I started talking to these two girls. They were the prettiest girls in in the class, right? I mean, they were gorgeous. One was called Pilar, and the other was called Nicole, and they were fucking hot as blazes, right? And I was talking to them, and I was. Um, I started making them laugh, and I was very self-deprecating, and at the same time, um, I, I was just. I was just making them laugh. And then I realized that the key to women is making them feel positive emotions. That was an epiphany that I had. You guys are hearing me, by the way, or am I talking into yeah, the Yeah, way? we got you. We got you. Okay. And that was a key moment for me of understanding that what women want is to feel positive emotions. And it's really weird because Russian-speaking women, uh, they always say that what they want is to feel positive emotions. And, and that's very indicative. See, guys, you and me, we're interested in stuff. We're interested in things and objects, but women are interested in feelings. So if you can give them a positive feeling, uh, you know, either laughter or intrigue, you know, because if you're just a little bit aloof from a woman, if you're a little bit just beyond their grasp, you're like this slight mystery to them, then they're always gonna be chasing after you. Yes. If you are funny and make them feel good, and they're going to want to be around you to continue feeling good. Women mm -hmm. are slaves to their emotions. Yep. If you understand that, you're set. When I really understood that on a conscious level was when I was living in New York in my early 30s. And that's why I was so sexually successful. Because I understood that I didn't need to impress them with shit, with money or a nice apartment or shit like that. What I had to do was make them feel positive emotions. And after that, you know, I got all the pussy I ever wanted. And after that, it became zero mystery. And after that, I was able to focus on the things that really mattered in my life. And it was really surprising because up until I was in my early 30s, I hadn't realized how much time I devoted to chasing women. Like I said before, I went to college in Chile initially right after high school. And I got booted out because I just went to all my classes because I was chasing girls morning, noon, and night because I like mm. discovered this. Mm -hmm. And I was trying shit out. And I got into game like around 2012, I think it was, or 13, because I came, I stumbled upon some article about it and they were talking about negging. You know, that concept of like, you know, yeah. throwing a slightly negative comment towards a girl, you know, like undercutting her. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, so I was reading this this thing of negging, and I was like reading, and I was saying, wait, I do this, and I actually had a name for it. I called it good puppy. Okay, <laughs> the attitude of talking to a girl as if I were talking to a mutt, and saying, you know, good puppy, you're such a good puppy, you know, by like condescending, superior kind of thing, negging, right? And I was like, holy shit! You know, that's when I started getting into game, and I started reading game, and it was really funny because I would read it and I'd say like, I do that. I do that too, and I do this other thing. And then I'd come across something, I'd say, wow, this is a really good idea. I'm gonna use it next time, you know? And that's how I came across game. And it was really goddamn funny. But the point I'm trying to make in this, in this uh, interrupted rant is that, see, people are very, very predictable. They are exceedingly predictable. That's why game works, because women always act the same and they react to the same thing. And they're predictable because women are slaves to their emotion, unlike guys. See, and, and this, I have to emphasize this because I know that most of your audience are guys. And see, the advantage that men have, not only over women, but over every other being on the face of the planet, is that we can set aside our inherent, inbred, evolved reactions, emotional reactions. We can set them aside, control them and use our reason, our logic, our acquired knowledge and experience to make the right decision, the right decision for us long-term, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I really want to emphasize. Women, unfortunately for them, they are slaves to their emotion. Do you know why women are more successful in university now than ever before? Because Tell they us. have to comply. They have to comply mm -hmm. and they need to comply. They, if they emotionally women need to comply to fit in and that's why they get better grades than guys guys don't care about complying but women do because they want to feel a specific emotion that emotion of belonging to a pack okay so if you understand that women are slaves to their emotions every time and that if you make them feel an emotion i mean basically make them feel an emotion so that you get the reaction that you want they will do what you want every single time and this is a tragedy and feminists hate this fact because this is what game pointed out game showed that women are slaves to their emotion and if you hit the right emotional buttons with a woman she will do what you want not just having sex with you but doing everything else in your life that you want yeah? and that mm -hmm. way once you have figured out the woman thing, you can focus on the really important shit in your life, which is building your business, building your future, building yourself as a man. That's my thinking. So, guys, so, yeah, that was the market right there, man. Yo, down the market. So, I don't know if you realize, guys, but Coach Repo just broke down one of the hardest things guys, guys have to deal with in their whole life. And I can't say how many guys I've spoken to that are older gentlemen, successful, or some that have failed in life, and they all say the same thing. Mm -hmm. I wish, I wish I can go back in time and actually not focus on girls so much, mm -hmm. so I could did shit with my life. Yeah. And once again, like like Coach said, if you can handle that part of having game and dealing with women, and you know how emotional they are, and use that to your advantage, mm -hmm. yo, you can control the world because once again, you learn skills like helping business and in life, and two, you get that like nagging and that like you get that like feeling of trying to always chase women out of your system you can focus on business then at that point you win the game yeah yeah uh, exactly. so, uh real quick we'll hit some super chats because i got another question for you sure. uh coach 
Uh, so Elijah Trickborn, $100 Australian. Uh, and, and sorry, man, we missed your chat earlier. I, for some weird reason, StreamYard got rid of it, but I'll read it right now. Don't know if I can catch the live, but wanted to show respect, love, and admiration to CRP. He was my introduction introduction to the RP content that led me down this rabbit hole and found all the top RP content creators on YouTube. Check his uh, How to Work a Room video. Thank you, Gonzalo. Thank you so much, my man, all the way from Australia. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. King Frost, ten dollars. My dog Rollo Tomasi just made a video about women wanting beta males to get vasectomies, which are the guys that actually love them. <laughs> I will never get married. And then we got Agent 47 with the big $150 super chat. Thank you, Agent. Actually, European. Uh, yeah, I think European uh, pounds. Uh, Fresh and fit, you both built the headquarters of the Manosphere. I couldn't even imagine that you talk to Coach Redpill. He is one of my early RP teachers. All of you, please keep doing your work. Men will need you. And a message to the uh, ben, beta. beta Ninja Watchers. Hit the like button. Yeah, guys, do me a favor, man. Guys. Right now. Like the video because I really don't want to stop the show. And also, and, uh, guys, what Gonzalo Coach Repo just said is priceless. If you just click that part, play it over and over again and get it in your subconscious mind, that will save you a lot of headache, heartache, help you with your life. So, guys, do us a favor. Sub to this channel right here. Help us get to 200K. Yep. Sub to uh, Coach Repo's channel. Yep. And also... Um, support Twitch, man. Sub yeah. to the channel, man. Yeah, he has two YouTube channels, guys. Coach Red Pill and Gonzalo Lira. Okay, Ooh, and both they're both in the description box below. Subscribe yes. to his channel to Sub get to this wisdom. So, Coach, I got a question for you. Um, uh, right now, we're obviously uh, the sexual marketplace is is in ruins, right? We're we're in a uh, deregulated sexual marketplace where you know pretty much you can hook up with whoever you want. Marriage is kind of out the window. Uh, women are more promiscuous than ever before. Uh, which is why we tell guys all the time you need to get out there and get that sexual experience because the days of you being a virgin and you know meeting a girl that's also a virgin, those days are done. And <laughs> quite frankly, as a man, if you're not experienced with women in today's day and age, you're probably going to have to pay for some with some serious consequences for not knowing female nature. Yep. Which is why content like this is becoming more and more uh, popular on the internet. Um, can you? And you're uh, you know obviously you've been around since uh, you know 60s, 70s, everything like that. So you've been able to kind of see the collapse happening. From uh, for a long period of time, can you tell us? I guess from your experience, what led to the degradation of the current market uh, dating marketplace that we that we live in today? Like, what would you say contributed to that? And he's like, oh, uh, okay, damn okay, it, he'll come that, back, he'll come back. A, yeah, he's gonna come right back, guys. So let's hit some of these super chats. Then we'll wait for him to come back. Uh, um, one for now. Okay, one so more. we got uh, one from our boy Joseph Femi Francis. 10 Ten great British pounds. Uh, any book recommendations on game slash pickup artistry love from the UK. So I got two of them. Number one, read uh, the rational mail by our boy Rolo Tomasi. That's going to give you, I guess like the theory behind why women do the things that they do. So you can understand it from a more, uh, how do I say this logical sense, a, a theory based sense. And then uh, from the psychology from behind it. And then after you should read the mystery method uh, by Eric Markovic, uh, Mar- Var- Mark- um, and that will teach you guys, um, how to use the application. I, some of his techniques are a little dated now, but it's it. Those are two good reads to kind of understand the fundamentals. But uh, Coach, then, sorry, we lost uh, you, but we got you. Yeah, yeah. So, you were just about to ask me the question, and then it cut off, man. Sorry yes, about yeah. That. So, uh, so Coach, uh, my question was: um, obviously, you're an older gentleman, quite a bit of wisdom, uh, so it's, and you've been able to kind of see the world change the past few decades, and you've seen the degradation of the sexual marketplace. Uh, women are more promiscuous than ever before. A majority of the virgins nowadays, especially in the West, are men, no longer women. 
Uh, things have changed significantly. You know, uh, women hold all the leverage in the sexual marketplace nowadays, especially when it comes to at least sexual access. Um, what in your experience and, you know, from from your wisdom, what would you say contributed to this deregulated uh, sexual marketplace that has been, you know, went through some degradation, quite frankly? What's your views on it? Yeah. Feminism and corporatism. Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, but you got, you got to understand something. When, when you blame feminism, you're missing the picture because you look at feminism and you say, oh, yeah, it's just a bunch of, you know, purple haired chicks who, you know, you know, down with the patriarchy shit. No, you got to understand that feminism was always a corporate enterprise. OK, mm. um, it's, it's real simple. How come feminism is not pushing for more oil rig workers huh? or more <laughs> garbage collectors? Right. No, it, they're pushing for uh, more women in um, high value added businesses where brain power rather than brawn power rules. You got a lot more women who are lawyers, who are doctors. Now, why is that? How come, you know, if you look at the average wage of a welder back in 1970 and the mm -hmm. average age of a lawyer back in 1970, and you compare those same wages today, 50 years later, you'll see that the welder's wages are pretty much steady, but the lawyer's wages went down. Well, because a lot more women became lawyers and not many more mm -hmm. women became welders. Uh, why were, were there so many more lawyers? Because they were encouraged, encouraged to go into law to forgo having children and a family and pursue uh, uh, an economic, uh, um, excuse me, a legal career or any kind of value added career because they were looking to find themselves and, and, and uh, you know. Damn it. Loading. Yeah, bear with us, guys. It's, it's, uh, it's loading right now. Um, while, while that loads, uh, let's hit some, some of these. Some I saw some, some Raphael, chats in, guys, thank you so much for the patience, man, Thanks. and for supporting us with the super chats, guys. Yep. It really means a lot. Uh, Raphael M. Karacher, yep. 55 uh, CHV. Great to see that you invited Coach RP onto your podcast. Just from Switzerland, CHF means Swiss. Uh, there we are, Swiss francs. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, because I always forget what, what that uh, currency was. Kareem Salame, AED 1099. Man's only muscle he needs to train is his tongue. Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I mean, mouthpiece. Yeah, okay. Mouthpiece. And then Cold Steel, 20 bucks. My theory of game is to ask questions and get women to qualify themselves to show if she's interested, then close the deal as soon as you see that she is interested. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got you got to close the lead while it's hot, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of girls, um, you know, they start, you don't want them to like start thinking twice and, you know, oh, I don't know if I want, you know what I mean? Like you got to always, dealing with women is like sales. You know what I'm yep. saying? Try to close as quickly as you can. And if you don't close, it is what it is. We just move on to the next person. You got to work a lot of volume next to be able lead. to make a lot of sell, sales. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, cool. What else here? Are we caught up? Yeah, we caught up. Okay. Yeah. On Twitch, guys. That Ukraine Wi-Fi. <laughs> look, there's no girls here. I know you you, you don't want to sell because of girls, but look, this is quality content here, guys. Sub to the channel. On yeah, Twitch, sub to the man. channel, guys. Like the video. How many likes we have, by the way, right now, guys? Oh, uh, we got 2.3k likes on on YouTube. Yo, can you guys get us to 3,000 likes at least, guys? There you go. Please. Like the video, yeah, comment, guys. It's Sunday. And We're here in the studio on a Sunday. Yeah, we, man. We just hit, we just hit yeah. 199k subs on YouTube. We need a thousand more to 200k subs, guys. So help us on YouTube. Look, if you're getting some value from this, from this content, at least you can do stuff to the channel. Yeah, man. You, what, guys, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, just you don't got to spend no money. Just, just like the video, man. Comment, subscribe. That helps us in the algorithm. Because honestly, guys, the things that we're talking about 100% always get suppressed by the YouTube algo, man. Yep. So, uh, Trey, you had something you want to say? 
Shout out to Trey, by the way, in the back. Shout out to Trey. Happen. Welcome to 891 subs on Twitch. And we just had an anonymous gifter give five subs. So whoever you are, thank you for the oh, support. To thank the you, man. Thank you thank so you, much bro. for that, man. I appreciate it. Welcome back. All right. So we got Coach, Coach back. Uh, I'm so pissed, man. Sorry about that. I'm like going on these great rants, and then I'm realizing I'm talking to nothing but thin air, man. It's so fucking frustrating. So cool. You know what we can do? When you get back in the studio, we'll do like a, a another one. Some, yeah. But this time with some girls in the studio. How about that? Yeah. Um, oh, that so would you, be fun. That would be a lot it. of fun. Yeah. Let's do it. So where you left off was you were talking about um, women becoming attorneys and getting paid less than welders. That's where we were at. And yeah. Women the average adjusted for inflation for lawyers is less than welders because a lot more women join the workforce because you see corporations what do they want they want to maximize profits and how do you maximize profits Either by raising the price of what you sell or lowering the cost of what you produce and so how do you lower the price of something you lower wage prices and so how do you lower wage prices by getting more people into the workforce and feminism has always been a corporatist product, uh, project, rather. You know Ms. Magazine, the magazine find it, founded by uh, Gloria Steinem, that's like the Bible of feminism? You guys have heard of Ms. Magazine, I assume. I've heard oh, I've, the, I've never heard, I've heard of it before, magazine. but I, I, I've never read it or anything. Yeah, okay. It's okay. Uh, it, it's a feminist magazine. It's where all the feminist writers cut their teeth, right? Mm. They have never made money from either newsstand sales or advertising sales. They've always been supported by corporations, by corporate donations. And see, corporations, they want more women in the workforce. It's always been a goal of theirs. And corporations mm. are constantly uh, um, colluding with different enterprises in order to lower the cost of labor. Did you know back in 2012, for example, and this is totally unrelated, but it shows you how corporations collude to lower wages. Back in 2012, George Lucas, Steve Jobs, and uh, some Microsoft executives were in a heap of trouble with the Justice Department because they had been colluding to lower the wages of software engineers. They had uh, email, they had swapped emails discussing how they were going to limit the uh, salaries that they would pay to certain software engineers and they were trying to convince each other not to break these uh, limits so that they wouldn't compete with each other for uh, software engineers mm, so wow. corporations do this all the time and this is the same thing steve jobs you know and george lucas you know who's like the, you know uh this uh, guy that everybody loves who invented star wars well he was colluding to control the price of software engineers Corporations do this all the time. And if you're involved in more um, like sophisticated businesses, you realize that high-level corporate officers, they're always in contact with one another, and they are always trying to help each other out when they have common situations and common problems. Mm. Feminism is a corporate project to lower wages. That's the whole point of it. No different from allowing all of these immigrants to come into the Western democracies, into Europe, into the Americas, and Canada, uh, into Australia and New Zealand. The whole point is to bring in as many immigrants as possible to lower the wages. That's the whole mm. point of it, okay? I mean, it, it, it's, it's, um, it's really despicable because see, you're hurting the native population, okay? The, the people who hurt the most with all of these immigrant laborers, for instance, in the United States, they're African-American. Uh, the, the standard of living of African-Americans goes down 
with every wave of illegal immigrants from Central America. And so okay. this is a disaster. And it's also a disaster for those countries in Central America, because a lot of times the people who leave those countries are the people with the most gumption, the most energy, the most drive. They might not be the most educated, but they certainly have a lot more energy. I mean, think about it. Who is the guy who's going to leave his native country to go to some foreign land to seek a better life? A guy who's got energy, a guy who's got drive and gumption and balls, you know what I'm saying? And so that guy is going to deprive his country of his energy and initiative and try to make it in the United States. And what's gonna happen? At best, he's gonna have a menial job, okay? But in the United States, it'll drive down wages. And, and that's the point. That's the point of, of these uh, corporatists, you know? Uh, look, I'm a political conservative, but I look at corporations, man, and, and the way that they have been allowed to run riot on the American economy and the extreme concentration of wealth in the United States, and I'm outraged by it. You know, I, I think it's disgusting and despicable. I think it's morally wrong on all kinds of levels. And I see how feminism is all about lowering wages. And it's about convincing women that sacrificing that which would give them true happiness and joy, that is family, children of their own, that makes women truly satisfied. But they are convinced rather to sacrifice that for the sake of a fucking career, man. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's fucking pathetic. I mean, you ask any guy who has a career and he'll tell you right off the bat that he fucking hates his career, but he's just doing it for the fucking money. Yeah. What he'd yeah. really prefer to do is to be working on cars or fishing or doing whatever other fucking hobby he's got. He doesn't want to be fucking working on his fucking career. Yeah, no guy finds any kind of satisfaction from his fucking career. It's just something that you got to do to make the fucking money, right? Because you've got people you got to take care of. You got to take care of your parents, your wife, the kids, and what have you. And so that's why you pursue a career. But you don't get any fucking satisfaction out of it. But women have been convinced by feminism that they will get satisfaction out of it. And here's an interesting little tidbit. You guys can look it up. You who are listening can look it up on Google. In Ireland a few years ago, see, they uh, did a study of women who had had uh, like, you know, successful white collar careers who had to suspend their careers because they had to take care of a family member, either a child or a parent or a sibling or somebody in their family who required full-time care. And so they dropped out of the workforce, right? A year after they dropped out of the workforce, they interviewed these women and they asked them if they would want to go back to their job or continue being a um, um, care provider for their family member. 66% did not want to return to their job. They got more <laughs> satisfaction from taking care of their loved ones than from their fucking career. Yeah. Two thirds, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, dude, yeah, because most women, not all women, but the vast majority of women, they get a hell of a lot more satisfaction from taking care of the people that they love. And here's a, a key issue, okay, to any women listening to this. See, a career, a job will never ever smile at you like your own baby will. Mm. Remember that, okay? Yeah, but well, women, not... man, they, they, they get suckered into this, into this bullshit of a career. Sorry, I ranted again, man. No, that's what yeah, yeah, Damn, like, son, where'd you find this? And I'll say this, Coach. So, because I was, I was taking some notes while you were mentioning it. So, basically, because the, the, the original question was like, what led to the degradation of the sexual marketplace between men and women? 
And I never thought of it like that, that basically what happened is corps, corporations pushed to lower wages, you lower wages by, I guess, increasing the flood, the job market, flooding it with, you know, women that will compete, char- you know, that way you could pay less. And then that inadvertently led, I guess, to the degradation of the sexual marketplace because now women are chasing careers versus chasing families. Yeah, exactly. I'm mind blown. Yeah, I've never thought about it from that angle. And I'll tell you this too, Coach, because we bring women on the show all the time. And I've always said uh, something very similar to what you said. And now I'm going to use that Ireland study that you mentioned. I always say that women don't derive the same pleasure from career and success and becoming uh, and being a breadwinner and uh, like men do. You know, men are built to provide and provision. Women are not. And if a woman is, uh, and there's a study done on this too, that the least happy demographic of woman is a woman in her 40s that doesn't have children. And um, exactly. men, you know, we, we, we're okay with that because we have much more time than women do. So yeah. uh, that that's another study that I guess I'll use to reference. But yeah, I agree that once a woman has children, it goes out the window, just like that study you showed where they went and cared for their family for about a year and they didn't want to uh, re-enter the workforce, which, you know, I think a lot of women shame each other. For wanting yeah. to be mom, wanting to be family, or uh, wanting to be a part of a family, but I think I think it's fantastic when women want to stay home and raise their children. Yo, even on the show, well, so, go ahead. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Even on the show, the the women that have kids and the women that don't have kids that have oh, careers. Big difference. You can see the big difference. Like li- literally, you can see that. Yeah, I'm a boss, babe. I'm happy. I'm independent. You can tell deep down she's not happy. Yeah. Versus the woman that has a kid. I want to go home and focus on my kid. Yep. True happiness right yep. there. Exactly. Coach. Yeah. Sorry, Coach. Go ahead. Yeah, no, to, to continue with that point you raised, see, uh, they always wonder is how come there aren't more women who are partners at law firms, for instance? How come there aren't more women who are like big time doctors and shit like that? Oh, mm-hmm. real simple. See, a woman in her 20s, she goes to med school, she goes to law school, then she starts working as a doctor, as a lawyer. But then around 30, she gets baby rabies in the worst fucking way. She wants a kid no matter what, right? And so she has a kid. And what happens after that? She doesn't give a shit about her career. She doesn't give a shit about being a lawyer or a doctor. And so she doesn't compete like the men do. The men continue competing because it's not just that the woman takes time off to have the kid. It's that after she's had the kid, she doesn't care about the career because she realizes that baby, her baby, loves her and smiles at her and is happy to see her. Whereas the fucking career is never going to give her a smile like that, you know? And that's why there aren't that many senior partners at law firms who are women. And this is a reality, man. Women get more satisfaction out of a kid. But, you know, they're, they're convinced otherwise by the feminists who are a tool of the corporations. Never forget it. It's a tool, a propaganda tool of the corporations. It's not left wing, okay? A lot of people say, oh, it's they're, they're fucking commies, right? Left wingers, woke shit. No, it's corporatist, okay? I'm sorry for emphasizing this. I mean, you guys got the point, but I just want to emphasize it so you guys can clip it. Well, Feminism I want- is a corporatist project. Hmm? I, Sorry, no, I have a question ahead. for you, Coach. Uh, so, because um, I know that that's a fantastic point. And since yeah. we're on this topic of you know uh, careers and and feminism and everything else like that, one of the biggest arguments we get, which I, I had to debunk it on the show like two nights ago, was uh, this wage gap myth. And um, that there's women- no fucking wage gap. There's yeah. no fucking yeah. wage gap. Can you can you break that down a little bit about the wage gap myth? I did it on that show, but I want to hear your perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's real fucking simple. See, you compare women to men who are doing the exact same profession and they're within plus or minus 5%. And sometimes women make more than men, by the way. Mm -hmm. When you add up all women and all men in the workforce, 
Yeah, then women make 73 cents on the dollar to, to what the men make. But it's because those women are working either part-time or not working at all, okay? Mm. And that's what's going on because they're taking care of the kid. It's exactly. not that the, the wage gap is so big. It's the surprising part is that it's so small because the women who have a kid, they don't give a fuck about their career. They're not striving to improve their career. They're just trying to make it, you know, keep it good enough, you know? because yeah. they're focused on the kid. But when you look at a woman and a man doing the exact same job, for instance, at a law firm, an associate at a law firm, you know, mm -hmm. they're gonna be pretty much the same. And in some cases, the woman will be making more money than the guy. You know, it, it's, that's the reality of it. It's just bullshit, okay? But it's, it's a useful piece of bullshit, okay? Just like the, the one in five myth or the one in four myth or whatever the fuck that one in five women is going to be sexually assaulted. In, uh, that's a lie. That's a on total lie. Campus. Yeah. That's yeah. On college campus. Yeah. It's a total lie, you know, but you know, these useful lies are, they're useful for what? For people who are liars, who mm -hmm. are propagandists. Uh, it's like, you know, over in Maricopa County in, in Arizona, right? The mm -hmm. Democrats have a hundred lawyers fighting to stop the audit of the election. Uh, mm. Let me ask you something. How come you need, uh, I mean, if you won an election, would you hire a hundred lawyers to prevent people from proving that you won the election? <laughs> I mean, yeah. really, yeah. you know, uh, if, if, you know, if, if, if things are on the up and up, why are you going to try to lie? Okay. And that's the thing. Always, always focus on that. If th somebody throws a hissy fit over something, then realize that it's their soft spot. Realize that it's bullshit. Realize mm. it's a lie. Yeah. Oh, coach, um, so you you live in Ukraine right now. And, yeah. uh, you know, you have a, a beautiful family. You're out there doing your thing. What made you leave the United States? And what are some of the uh, your main observations from being in Eastern Europe versus being out here in the West? The differences, pluses and cons? Uh, well... I left the United States, uh, not like a big, like hot, not like, oh, I'm leaving America and I never want to see it again. No, none yeah. of that shit. I just left because uh, I was, uh, I left in 2001 uh, mm -hmm. to go to Chile. Um, just uh, at that time, I just want to spend more time in Chile because my family's mm -hmm. from there and friends from high school and all the whole rest of it. And I, I moved there and I got involved in film production there. And so I just sort of like stayed there. And then in 2016, uh, and I went through various businesses and whatnot, and I kept going to the United States. I can go whenever I want to. I can live in the United States whenever I want to. And, uh, but I just didn't bother. And so I would go to the United States once in a while on business or whatnot. And, um, and what happened was that in 2016, we moved to Ukraine. And then in 2017, 2017-18, we were in London for a year. And then... Um, Amsterdam last year uh, for a year, but that was just me. I was there because I was working on a, on a business project that I just did not get into. It was a side project that had nothing to do with YouTube. And um, what happened was um, I've gone to the United States often and it just seems that the thing that struck me the most was um, in 2006, I went back and I went back to New York City and there were so many fat people. That's the thing that really struck me. Everybody was just, they had like a layer of fat. I was really yeah. fucking surprised, okay? Yeah. And that was in 2006. Because mm -hmm. before that, I mean, there are like fat people, sure, but, uh, but not like the whole population. 
It was like everybody was fat, okay? And ever since then, every time I go back, it's just a little more sad, mm. okay? like a little less energy, like mm. a little just like, and also more brittle, brittle like glass. Like, you know, if you say the wrong thing, everybody just like throws a hissy fit. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, yep. and that's the thing that I find really sad because before people in America were a lot more um, robust, if you will. Uh, you said something that they didn't like, and they're like, oh, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, you know, and they yep. move on. But now it's like, yeah. you said that. Oh, I'm offended. Why are you cancel offending culture. me? Ah. Cancel. But no, it's not just cancel culture, which I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying is that people are just more fragile, like yeah. like more brittle. That they, and here's the weird thing. They kind of like want to feel offended. They're mm -hmm. like looking to be offended. Yes, mm. they are fucking weird, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just fucking weird it, and it's weak. Okay. I mean, like, um, when are you two? When you throw me like a, like a, like a Hispanic slur, the worse, the better. Throw me one. Oh, uh, um, payaso? No, yeah, but, but something bad. I mean, call me like wetback oh. or spick oh. or something Puta. like that. Okay. Yeah, what? Puta, gringo, Puta la Madre, Medicon or something like that. No, 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 no. Say a, a racial slur towards what me. Back? Oh, oh, wet uh, back. Uh, one. Uh, yeah, gringo, gringo. Well, no? you're gringos, though. No, like, see, if you call me like a wetback or a spit uh -huh. or whatever, oh, okay. okay, or gotcha. a cholo or whatever, uh -huh. uh, you know what I'm gonna say? Uh, I, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna give a shit. I'm not gonna yeah. care. Okay. Mm -hmm. If somebody calls me some racial epithet, I could give a shit. Because why? Because I'm a man. I got balls. I'm not made of glass. Okay. Yeah. But like, if, if you say anything and not even a racial slur, if you just say something that somebody disagrees with, they get offended. What Very the ever living fuck? I mean, <laughs> if I call somebody like a racial epithet, Okay, yeah, fine. They get offended. Okay, fair enough. But if I say, no, I don't agree with you. I think that you're totally wrong. <gasps> I'm offended. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? Or, or like, for instance, you know, I saw on, on um, page six in the New York Post, right? I'm addicted to New York Post. They, they said that um, people were offended because Kendall Jenner threw a Mexican-themed party. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? I mean, what, what what bullshit is this? Okay, and like I said, it's like people looking to be offended. They want to feel offended so that they can feel. I think, I think that they want to feel offended so that they can be special. So if they're the first person to point and say, "I'm offended by that," that somehow the spotlight will fall on them and they will feel special. It's it's cool. as if they feel that they're in a dark uh, theater. And they're sitting there with all the other people and they're just waiting to be able to jump up and point and with the spotlight fall on them as they yell, I'm offended by you and what you said. And I cool. find that pathetic. Can I tell you mm -hmm. that social media has magnified that to the highest degree? Yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. one thing that they don't like, they share the video and it goes viral. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, a culture of, it's like everyone's in a race to like virtue signal the hardest. You know what I'm saying? And they use yeah. people that are you know because right now this conversation is pretty based you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah but most yeah. people would speak like this and sjws would listen to this and be like oh nice i got plenty of content here that i could be offended by let me like go after these guys and you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. And, uh, and that's the world that we live in um so 
So, okay. No, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, okay. man. It's a world that we live in, but it is a pussy world. Facts. Okay? It's fucking yeah. pussy. And I'm sorry, you know, because of this, because I've gone back to the States, I would not want to live in the United States now. I certainly wouldn't want to raise my kids in the States. Why? So that they could be taught to be weaklings? Mm. See, because like if you call me a spick or a wetback, I am strong enough and I have enough of a personality to not only not be offended, but not give a shit about it. Yeah. And quite frankly, people have said far worse than me. I mean, if somebody calls me a spick, that means that they don't know me. They don't know yes. my soft spots, right? Right. Because everybody's got soft spots. Everybody's got things that they don't like to be called, right? Because it's natural, right? And mm -hmm. you're in junior high, and in junior high, what? All the other kids are, are figuring out what you don't like, and so they'll say it to you, you know? When I was in junior high, you know, I hated to be called four eyes because I needed glasses, right? We all go through a phase like that. But the thing is, see, when as an adult, as a man, you know, anybody says any shit to me, even if I, it really bothers me, I'm just going to ignore it. But the education system in the United States, for instance, would teach my children to be offended by every little fucking thing, even things that are fucking imaginary, that don't make yeah. any fucking sense, okay? So fuck that. I mean, I don't want to raise, uh, uh, I don't want to raise weakling children. So my yeah. children are not going to be educated in the, in the United States. But I think to myself of all the other American kids being raised by this educational system that teaches them to be offended by every little fucking thing. And I say, dude, you are raising generations of weaklings. Is yeah. this a nation that will survive if the youth are a bunch of fucking weaklings? Mm. And uh, my answer is, you know, not very fucking likely. You know, I, I'm sorry to say, I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but yeah. that's the truth. Okay. I mean, so it's yeah. it full circle. Um, so a big part of you leaving the United States was just that it's it's too sensitive. You know, a guy like you don't want to raise your your kids in a a country where it quite frankly rewards them for having a victim mindset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Fair enough. And yeah, you saw yeah, this I mean, coming. And, and you saw this coming back in 2001. You saw this coming. Actually, yeah, I saw it. I remember very clearly. I saw it in 94 mm -hmm. uh, when I was in college. Okay. When I was in college, uh, I was on the board of this uh, student uh, academic journal called okay. Gnosis. And what it basically was is that it was just, um, you know, we were on this committee and we were on like, you know, big brains or pseudo big brains, right? And we'd evaluate student papers and we would publish the best papers of uh, of each term, uh, uh, the best student papers, okay? And what would happen was that professor would recommend the best papers and we'd read them and evaluate them and pick them, right? And at one point uh, in the board meeting, we'd read like a bunch of papers and we were discussing the various papers. and um, and I mentioned that, you know, I was talking about two papers. I forget what they were. And I was saying, well, one paper, it, it's, it's, um, it's rather dry, but it's a very well-written paper. I think it's a better written paper than this other one. This other paper is about a sexier topic. But mm. even though it's sexy, it's not as good as this other, that's, the other paper that's a little more dry. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And this woman, this redheaded woman, I, I swear I remember her so clearly, though her name slips my mind. She was um, tall, thin, pale, red hair with glasses. She said, I object to you using the word sexy. And I'm like, what do you mean you object to me using the word sexy? I, I just go. feel uncomfortable you using the word sexy. And I'm like, I'm just using it to describe a paper, a paper that is more interesting than, than, uh, than the, this other paper. And of course, the paper that I called sexy, of course, it wasn't about anything sexual. It uh -huh. was about like, um, I mean, I, I think it was about like uh, from the classics, it was like an archaeological dig 
about some ship or some shit like that. Okay, I I, I think it was about that. But my the point is that it wasn't like uh, about sex. It wasn't prurient. It was an academic fucking paper that yep. I was describing as being sexy, uh-huh. and right. she uh, didn't she like it. She took offense to the fact that I was using the word sexy to describe a paper. And then later, a couple of other board members approached me privately and said, please don't use that word again. And wow. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. Okay? This was 94, 1994, 27 fucking years ago. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you saw it coming from a mile away. And, and I'll say this, because this transitions perfectly into my next question. Um, what is your prediction on the future of the United States and the West in general uh, with this clown world that we have going on of political correctness, wokeness, the woke agenda, emotional abuse, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, trying to adhere to this victim mindset, looking for reasons to get offended like this young lady did back in 94 off of a single word to describe a paper that has nothing to do with sexuality. What's your what's your prediction? If you saw this back 27 years ago, you have to understand where we are. Okay, it's always important to understand where you are, historically speaking. It's very hard. It's always easy to look back and understand, oh, that's what was going on. It's very, very difficult to look at the present and say, oh, we're here or we're there. We're going this direction or go with that direction. Um, That said, my thinking, and I could be very wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, because it's going to be blackpilled as fuck what I'm about to say. But (laughs) number number one, we're clearly in a depression. Uh, economic depression, okay? And we're about to suffer hyperinflation of the dollar, okay? Now, for various, very long and tedious reasons. Now, I can get into it if you guys want, but the authorities at the Federal Reserve and the Department of Treasury, they want to devalue the dollar, okay? They realize that the United States is over-indebted, and the only way to get out of this massive debt overhang is to devalue the dollar, but they can't devalue it like other currencies devalue because the United States is the reserve currency that is yes. the, the currency of record for a lot of transactions, specifically oil. And so it's very difficult to simply devalue it. And so what they're going to try to do is a controlled inflationary um, readjustment, if you will. And it's going to get out of their hands because they can't control it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because in order to halt an inflationary spiral, you need to be willing to raise interest rates by double digits, like Paul Volcker did in 1980, okay? Uh, That was how he stopped the inflationary spiral of uh, 1979, 1980. But anyway, um, we're gonna have hyperinflation. We are in a depression now, okay? Uh, The depression started really when the lockdown over COVID-19 started. And see, it's not merely an economic depression, it's a spiritual depression. It's, It's like, it's like a depression of the soul, the collective soul of the Western democracies, okay? There are a lot of people who had small businesses that lost them. And you gotta understand, if you've ever owned a small business and you lose that small business, it's like a fucking dagger through the heart. Mm, you don't yeah. recover from that shit easy, okay? It takes mm-hmm. years to get over a loss like that, years. Yeah. And uh, you know, some people, a lot of people never recover. And because of the COVID-19 lockdown, so many people lost their businesses. And those people who lost their businesses, those small businesses, small and medium-sized businesses, those businesses, or let me phrase that, the people who ran those businesses were the backbone of the American free enterprise. Yes. And Very they cool. got a dagger through the heart. They're not going to recover. Not anytime soon. 
So this economic depression is really a reflection of the spiritual, uh, emotional, motivational depression. Okay. Now this economic depression, it's going to last 10 fucking years, minimum. We're not going to see the other side of the shit until 2030. And it's going to get a hell of a lot worse. I mean, shitloads worse. Do you think that things are bad now with high gas prices and shit like that? And semiconductors not arriving and a lot of trucks sitting, waiting around for parts because they don't have the semiconductors? You fucking wait. It's going to get a fucking shitloads worse before it gets mm. any better. And also, the fucking Democrats, and the, not the Democrats, really. It's like a faction of the Democrats, the, the AOC crowd, all those crazy people who basically want to give free money to people. See, when you give money, free money to people, they don't have an incentive to work. Okay, mm, So fact. if they don't have any incentive to work, but they have free money, then what happens? Well, nothing gets produced, and there's more money chasing a, a fewer number of goods. And so what happens to the price of those goods? They fucking go up. That's what happens. There's more money, but the same amount of goods or less goods than before. See, the supply and demand, baby. And so what's going to happen is that you're going to have more inflation. It's going to spiral into hyperinflation. You're going to have more unemployment. You're going to have basically the economy crashing. Okay. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. Mm. The United States very likely will get into some sort of war that it has no business getting into. This always happens to countries, empires that are teetering. The leadership panics and they figure that a nice war will solve all their problems or at least divert attention. And so the United States is probably gonna get into some war, probably with Russia. I mean, they, they tried real fucking hard this past April in Ukraine, right here, right here on my fucking doorstep. I saw it happening practically, okay? And they kind of failed. The Russians outplayed them. Right. For reasons that are too tedious to get into right now. But the point, see, the United States, the, the people leading the United States right now, especially coming up on the 2022 election, they're so panicked of losing that they might well start a war in order to shore up their political chances in the 2022 election. And that war, they're going to lose it. They're going to lose it badly. OK, they're going to lose it really fucking badly because the United States no longer has the will Okay, it, it's like a motivational thing. It's like the fucking heart got torn out from the country. Okay, and you can feel it. I'm, I'm fucking in fucking Ukraine, fucking 10,000 miles away from the United States. And I can feel it at this distance. And everybody in the rest of the world smells it. And you know how I can prove this to you? China. Like for instance, no, Saudi Arabia, the stalwart ally of the United States, quietly negotiating with Iran. The Israelis, stalwart allies of the United States, not paying attention to the United States as it deals with Hamas. See, the other countries around the world, Germany, for instance, stalwart ally of the United States, cutting a deal with Russia with, over the Nord Stream 2 gas line. See, these other countries, they can smell it. They know it. They can sense that the United States is going down the tubes. Okay? And it's because of this horrible leadership that we've had over the past... Frankly, the past 20 years has been a complete fucking disaster between Bush to Obama, uh, Trump and Biden. And don't give me the shit that Trump was this great president. He fucking wasn't. He was a fucking weakling. I mean, this fucker got kicked off of Twitter for crying out loud. Huh? I mean, if, if he had been like any kind of like a real fucking leader, knew what the fuck he was doing, he would have had those fucking uh, tech companies you know, over the fucking burning coals, right? They wouldn't have dared to kick him off the platform. The fact that they could kick him off the platform shows how weak 
he really was. This is a big fucking mouth, man. In the end, he didn't do fucking shit. I don't have any respect for the fucker. So anyway, um, I, I agree with what he said because he was a great salesman. And his uh, speech at the Republican National Convention in 2016, it was the one time a politician gave an accurate assessment of what's going on in the United States. But dude, he didn't follow up on it. He had the right prescription for the problems of America, but he didn't give America the medicine it needed to get out of this fucking hole. And the fact that he wasn't a guy, he wanted to be loved. That's the problem with Trump. He's always been a man who wants to be loved rather than feared. And so the Democrats never feared him. That's why they did all kinds of stupid shit, like the Russiagate collusion hoax and all that bullshit, right? If they'd been scared of him, they never would have done it, see? But he always wanted to be liked and loved, okay? So anyway, that's my mini rant on Trump. And I know some of your audience are going to totally disagree with me, but dude, you got to call him like you see him, okay? Okay, And shit. so far as, as, the, as uh, Biden is concerned, Biden is not the president of fucking anything. The guy has dementia, okay? Right now, there are basically three factions behind the scenes uh, of the Biden administration. There's the Biden family, which is the weakest of those three factions, and all they care about is not going to jail. Keeping up their grift, their, their graft, because they're fucking thieves. They're, they're grifters, those fuckers. Dude, Louis Free, the former uh, FBI director, just admitted that he gave $100,000 to the trust fund of one of the Biden grandchildren in exchange for uh, business opportunities. That is fucking graft, motherfucker. Dude. And the Hunter Biden laptop, it says there that all the monies that he collected, that Hunter Biden collected, he had to give 10% to, quote unquote, the old man. Who the fuck was the old man, motherfucker? He was Joe Biden. The whole fucking family is bent as, bent as Jesus Christ, a $3 bill. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, there's the Biden family, Jill Biden, Hunter Biden, that whole fucking corrupt crowd behind him. All they care about is continuing their grift and not going to jail. That's one group. The other group is the Obama group. Obama is pulling a lot of fucking strings with people like Cass Sunstein, Samantha Powers, Victoria Nuland, that whole fucking crowd of neo, uh, neoliberal, neoconservatives, right? They're all there, right? And then the third crowd are the crazy lefties, like, uh, Chuck, uh, you know, led by, uh, what's his name, Chakrabarti, the guy mm -hmm. who was the, um, the chief of staff of AOC, and that whole Justice Democrat crowd were all fucking crazy. They're fucking communists. That's what they fucking are, right? And so there are those three groups, and they're battling for power. And nobody's really sure if Kamala Harris is part of the quote-unquote progressive, i.e. commie group, or if she's really an Obama puppet, finger puppet. Because she got to where she is, apart from sleeping around, of course, she got to where she is because of Obama. Obama helped her get to where she was as senator and then the VP slot. And so people assume that she belongs to Obama. But she is so weak that she might wind up siding with the extreme leftists, okay? And she's going to be the next president of the United States, motherfucker. She's going to be president. I would not be surprised before the end of the year, okay? We're going to have President Harris. Because look at Joe Biden, man. The fucker is deteriorating right before our eyes, you know? Yeah. So the, the situation in America is so catastrophic. Now, I know I'm ranting, but let me let me just continue ranting a little bit more. You know, that way you guys can like take a smoke and relax while I spew on and on and on. But 
See, before, man. you got you to gotta re read history and understand where we are now. Look at the French Revolution. See, the French Revolution, there was chaos after um, Louis the um, 16th, 18th, I always forget, uh, was deposed, right? There was a power vacuum. And Napoleon, who was an obscure army officer, rose from that obscurity and became emperor, emperor of France and of Europe eventually. Uh, that uh, um, rise of a Napoleonic figure, that interestingly enough happened in Chile. In Chile in 1973, um, there were other more prominent political figures, but there was this obscure army general, Pinochet, who seized the moment and became the dictator of the country, just as Napoleon back in the day became the dictator of his country. And if you look through history, you notice that whenever there is a power vacuum, when it's unclear who leads, when there are a bunch of factions infighting and all kinds of political chaos going on, it's always some obscure military commander who arises and grabs power. Gaddafi did it in 1967, 68, I forget what year exactly. He was just a lowly random army colonel, but he stood up and grabbed power. Mm. Napoleon, he said it best. He said, I simply picked up um, the French royal crown from the gutter. That's exactly what he did. See, it was just lying there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he came down and picked it up and grabbed it and took the reins of power. I would not be surprised if some American general that we've never heard of or some American figure that we've never heard of yet, some obscure guy, rises up and becomes the man and takes over. And he becomes the de facto dictator of the United States. Now, it's a 50-50 toss-up whether the guy is going to be a MAGA kind of like American nationalist or if he's going to be a communist. Because you've got to understand, in the officer corps of the United States, the military, the officer corps, not the enlisted men, the officer corps, a lot of them are fucking communists. No, no kidding around. They're as woke as the fuckers in the Ivy League. Yeah, because, you know, West Point, Annapolis, you know, those, um, the, the military academies, they're essentially no different from Ivy League universities with the same problems of the woke culture that has infiltrated them and has brainwashed its students. You've got to understand that the American military is woke as fuck, okay? So it's, if it's a communist or a nationalist, it's a fucking toss-up. It could be either one. If it's a nationalist, maybe the United States does sort of like an America first and sort of like fixes itself up. If it's a communist, you're going to have fucking gulags in America. And I know that that's blackpilled as fuck, but I'm telling you, if you don't know what a gulag is, it's basically political prisons. That's what it basically mm -hmm. is. Coach, okay? you think maybe the Antichrist? <laughs> what? The Antichrist coming mm -hmm. up in power? Uh, there's no fucking Antichrist, man. Come on, grow up, okay? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like an asshole. No, that was asshole. That was uncalled for. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be flippant like that. But like an antichrist or some, you know, something like out of Nostradamus and stuff like that, it's amusing to think about it. But like, you got to look at reality. You got to look at history. History is not going to end. Okay. What's going to happen is that we're going to go from misery to misery for a while. And this while is going to last a while. It's going to last a decade or so. Okay. Um, but what is going to happen is that on the other side of this, the United States is going to be a lot smaller, a lot weaker, hopefully a lot wiser. But the highs that it experienced before, before 2020, the United States is never going to see those highs again. Okay. To pretend otherwise is just, you're just deluding yourself. Okay. 
the glory days of America are behind it, okay? And it was just out of mismanagement. Mismanagement, it was people in positions of power who hadn't earned it and therefore they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know how expensive and hard it was to get it, okay? And they mismanaged this power, they mismanaged all these opportunities. Look, it's no different from the grandson of a billionaire, the, the self-made billionaire who made billions of dollars and the grandson, he blows it on Lamborghinis and hookers and cocaine, right? And, and by the end of his life, he's flat broke. He blew through his whole grandfather's billion dollar empire, whatever the fuck, right? Why? Because the grandson never had to work a day in his life. He never knew how hard it was to get all of these resources. And that's what's happened with the American leadership. They have all these resources and all this power, but they, they never had to work for it. They just got it. And, and they thought that they were entitled to it. You know what I mean? And they mismanaged and frittered it away and blew it on all kinds of bullshit. Okay, I've ranted enough, man. I've ranted enough. So you guys send me in a different direction. What do you guys want to talk to me about? <laughs> <laughs> well, real quick, let's hit the super, super chats. chats. We don't want to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, um, you know the whole. You know uh, that was yeah, base, hey, that was great, man. That was awesome. That was um, so we'll go. Uh, we'll start with Rafael M. Corretcher. <laughs> or no, sorry, no. I, I know Valentin uh, Garan Gencia. I'm Twenty sorry enough, if please. I, if I killed that, but the real viruses of the century are the feminist and extreme libertarian ideologies. Hello from. Romania, congrats to my favorite YouTube channel, CRP and Fresh of Fit. Thank, Thank you, you Raphael. Thank you. Uh, Corretcher, great to see you invited C uh, CRP onto the podcast. Cheers from Switzerland. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Cold Steel, 20 bucks. My theory of game is to ask questions and get women to qualify themselves to show if she's interested. We were just ready, Chris. Close the deal. Right. No, no. Could you refresh? Because th these are old, Chris. Uh, these are right here. Um, these are old, Chris. No, 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 they're not. They're not. Uh, we didn't read these yet. Onyx51, shout out to Coach RP and the Fresh Fit crew. Girls just want to have fun. Roll with the crew. Lone wolves eat well, but pack wol wolves eat more. The yep. good puppy comment was on point. Coach RP in full effect. Um, we got uh, Rifle Ape55527. Much love from a VA country boy. Y'all taught me so much since I started tuning in. Keep up the great work, Jesus, my guys. Jesus C, 50 bucks. I got money to donate thanks to RP content like this. Shout out to my fellow... Uh, MGTOW yeah, comrades. comrades. Uh, Cal L1399. Uh, well, thanks to CRP. I appreciate this a lot. Uh, this helps men and the rants are dope. Thank you so much. Coco Puffy, 20 bucks. Big fan coach. Should I date an Asian career chick who's a virgin? She's feminine and nurturing, but also loves her high paying tech career. Would you next her or work through it? Um, work Mikey, through it. Work yeah, through, work it. through it. Yeah, work go. through it and, and uh, knock her up. Once she's knocked up, you're set. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Mikey, this is actually one of my personal friends here. <laughs> I know him the person. Started learning how to trade options in 2019 on YouTube. Ironically enough, YouTube recommended CRP's Money Changes Everything video. Let me tell you, it sure does. Glad this collab is happening. P.S. The Game by Neil Strauss is also a good read. Thank oh. you, Mike. Uh, oh, yeah, and then that's we a good book. Mexi Mike, fresh fit. I missed the first half of the discussion, so CRP might have spoken on it already. But I watched CRP's video from yesterday. If CRP could share his uh, findings slash current situation in relation to JD Unwin sex and culture, I think we spoke about that earlier. Spoke about the yeah, book. we did. Get um, the book. Get the book. It's a PDF. It's for free on Google. JD Unwin, U N W I N, sex and culture. Cool. Ponderosa, 20 bucks. Thank you so much. Thank Wayne, you. $50. Closing the American Mind was written in the early 90s describing the identity politics which we are submerged in today. Boom. Thank you. No, no, no. It, was, it was written in 86, and I read that fucking book. It's brilliant. The Closing mm. of the American Mind by Alan Bloom. Read that fucking thing. He was prescient. 
Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no worries. Um, so we got Jamal Jackson, hundred dollars, crazy cancel culture and modern women movement is pushing for society loyal to the end to corporations with lowering pay and being hooked on victimizing ourselves. Facts. Thanks Jamal. No, thank you so much for that. Jamal Rahul Modi coach one, as we are no longer have a class system. Is this why women think they can get all the princes and not settle for plumbers and accountants? Number two, why are the elites destroying the nuclear family? And then number three, Fresh and Fit been following since January. Well done. done. These are some good points here. I, I would say, uh, sure. yeah, I mean, Coach, what do you think about the, the, them destroying the nuclear family? Because I would agree that the nuclear family is being oh, yeah. destroyed. It, it's being destroyed totally, but it's a side effect. Okay? Mm. It's a bug, not a feature. Uh, um, because like I said before, the whole, uh, the whole program is to get more women in the workforce to lower wages. As a side effect, you get the destruction of the nuclear family. But that's not it's it's not like they, they went out looking for that specifically. Okay. That's a lot of times people find it more convenient to fall for a conspiracy theory and say, oh, it's a big conspiracy. These guys are out to get the nuclear family. No, no, no. It's a side effect. Okay. Mm. And it could have been prevented and it ought to be prevented. Uh, yeah. that it's not being prevented and that people are allowing it to happen, people in positions of authority are allowing it to happen. That's fucking despicable. But it's not the goal. The goal is lower wages. See, I'll always keep mm-hmm. in mind because people aren't thinking to themselves. I mean, do you know of anybody who's like rubbing his hands together and say, "Ooh, I'm going to wipe out the nuclear family. No, nobody's yeah. saying that. But lots of guys are saying, "Ooh, I'm going to lower wages by convincing women to postpone having families and work, get into the workforce as lawyers and doctors and shit. That, yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Gotcha. Cool. Um, okay. So, uh, Phantom Zero, Zero. Fifty Dollars. I used to be happy to say I was a Democrat, but after the recent years, I've shifted more towards saying I'm a libertarian. Do what you want as long as it's not causing physical harm to someone else. Everyone has a fair opportunity to do what they want. Thank you so much, Phantom Zero. Uh, we got, and then we're, I think we're, okay, last one. Gold, Gold Gaming, gaming tech, and Tech. Bucks. This is my investment into our possible collab. Love you guys. Check your email and DMs. Okay. Thank you so cool. much, Thanks, Ga- uh, Gould's Gaming and Tech. Um, All right. So, yeah, uh, guys, that was a fantastic uh, broadcast. I mean, first, did you have another question? No, man, I, I got a lot, man. Um, honestly, oh, I, 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 I got, got time. If you got if you guys got time, I got time. I got one more question, too. Yeah. So I, go ahead, Fresh. This is really simple, uh, Coach. How did you get the name Coach RP? Oh, man, this is so fucking cringy. It is a cringy as fuck name. OK, and I gave it to myself. OK, now, the reason I gave it to myself is real simple. Uh, I wanted to always remind myself what was the point of my channel, okay? Mm. Uh, I, I wanted to be like, because the whole point of the metaphor, the red pill, is that, see, the people who take the blue pill uh, allow themselves to uh, to be fooled by illusions. But the people who's, who take the red pill see that the illusions are just illusions and reality is different, okay? Mm. And uh, I, I thought to myself, well, that's what I, I want to do, the red pill. And I want to be act as a coach, as an older guy who knows more, not because he's better, but because he's been around longer, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I, I always say this, I'm not smarter than most of my audience, quite frankly. I just know more because I've been around longer and I've watched shit happen longer. Like for instance, this global warming shit that's coming up, right? It's just a load of bullshit. You know why I know? Because when I was growing up, everybody was freaking out about global cooling. They were talking about snowball earth and freaking out and saying that the earth was going to become like this uh, snowball planet and we all freeze to death. That's what they were saying back in the 1970s. 
And now they're saying, oh, it's, it's global warming and the whole oceans are going to rise up and swallow us all. We're going to be dead, right? Back in 2000, they said that by the year 2012, Miami would be underwater. You guys are in Miami, right? Are you guys yep. underwater? Not yet. Not yeah. yet. Oh, yeah. oh, not yet. Not yet. Uh-huh. I mean, is the water around your like ankles right now or some shit like that? No, no not yet. It does. Damn, sweat I guess they were wrong. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Noah. No boat. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Okay. And so oh, that's, okay. that's how I came up with the name because I, it's not that I know more or I'm smarter. I've just been around longer, you know, like, like all oh. good coaches, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, guys, like the video. We, we're at 3.1k likes, guys. Try guys, to get us to 35 guys, if you can. We got 3,500 you guys in guys, here right now. We are 800 subs away from hitting 200k. Yeah. Guys, hey! and Coach Red Pills here to, to witness this as well. Yeah, guys, if you got value from this from this content, ask one favor: stop right now, sub at the bottom. There's a button that's red says subscribe, like the video, and that's it. And, and also sub to uh, Coach as well. Coach Redpill and then Gonzalo uh, Lira. Gonzalo Lira is his yeah, other yeah, YouTube channel. Yeah, well. And Coach Redpill, nice. I, I want to keep on, I want to keep on growing. You suckers, man! You guys are eight um, subs away. Come on, yeah, man! Yeah, guys, help us with that because I'll yeah. tell you guys this: this conversation was very, very based. So based. I don't. The, the oh. YouTube is probably gonna try to take this thing down, and oh. I, and I didn't want to interrupt. I was like, you know what? We're we're on fire right now. Let's keep it going. Yeah. So guys. Please, please, please. If there's a video that you need to like right now, it's this one. It's this one because a video like this where we're dropping all these CRP dropping all these truth bombs, it's going to get suppressed in the algorithm and they're going to try to shut us up. So, guys, please like the video so more people can see this stuff and we can help spread the word on Yo, what's wait, going on here. We're nearly at uh, 9% likes. Yeah, guys, get us yeah. to yeah. 2.5 likes. Are you, are you listening to yourself? Are you listening to yourself? I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt, man, but I yeah. have to point this out. You are telling people. To uh, to listen to this conversation and eventually download it and whatnot because you're saying that YouTube is going to suppress it because of what I'm saying and what am I saying? Am I saying like lies? Am I saying that the Earth is flat or that uh, you know uh, Paul uh, uh, Paul McCartney died in '67 or some shit like that? No, I'm telling things that are true, and yeah. and because I'm telling things that are true and you guys know that they're true and your audience presumably agrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they're going to suppress it. You, you're basically saying you're, you're I mean, I, I don't mean to point you out. I'm, I'm not being an asshole to or do on the contrary, but I'm pointing out the fact that you're afraid or worried that the more truth is spoken, the more likely the video is going to be suppressed. What the fuck is that? That's fucking Nazi Germany, Soviet Union shit. Very true. Suppressing yes. Things that are true. Yep. Dude. Is that the, the attitude of a self-confident society that they have to shut up people who say things that are objectively true? Oh, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm asking. It's a genuine question, man. No, no, no it's sad. It's and, I, and I say this too. Like, it's sad that I even have to tell people to like the video because when you put content out like this, it's yeah. going to ruffle feathers. People don't want to, want to be hearing this type of thing. And, you know, when you're on liberal platforms like, you know, YouTube and all the let's keep it real. All the social media stuff has a yeah. pretty Twitter, have, Instagram. All the platforms are fairly woke. So when you talk about stuff like this, you know they're going to do everything they can to suppress it. So that's why, like on videos like this, guys, we really need that support. Like, comment, subscribe to you know push it in the algorithm because you know we're one guy away from maybe saving a life, maybe yeah. having a guy make a better decision, whatever it may be. And you know this was a fantastic discussion. But coach, I have a question here for you. Sure. Um, so 
What is the, bringing it back to the to the marketplace, the dating marketplace, and the marriage marketplace, etc. What is the and you're you're a well traveled guy. You got pussy on the mind, man. You got to get laid more often, man. No, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, because I know our guys are going to want to know this, and I've seen it already in the super chat. Uh, what is the biggest difference between Eastern Europe, where you're at right now, versus uh, the United States and the West, etc., when it comes to uh, dealing with women and the the marketplace in general? Well, I'll, I'll be real honest with you. Most American guys could not handle an Eastern European woman. Bam. Mm-hmm. Simple yeah. as that. Sure. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to say. I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but okay, I'm an asshole. Yeah, Look, let's do it. Bottom line is that, see, Eastern European women, and they tell you outright, they want a man made of stone. That's how they put it. They want a guy who's a fucking rock. They don't want a fucking pussy as like, oh, do you like me? Oh, 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 did I say something you didn't like? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what can I do to make it better? Yeah! Like fucking pussy ass bitch. No, they don't want that. They want a guy who's like a rock, okay? Who's got a, a dick like a rock and an attitude like a rock, like a mind like a rock, right? That's what they want. And they say so. They don't have any bones about it, okay? Because Eastern Europe is a poor society. And so the women, they know that they have to lock down a man who is tough enough to take care of them, okay? Who can generate the revenue so that she can have babies and they can have a family, okay? But he has to be a tough motherfucker because life in the Soviet Union, in the former Soviet Union, in, in Eastern Europe, is hard, okay? And there's a lot of corruption and it's a dog-eat-dog mentality out here. And so the women, they're like, I don't want a fucking weakly-ass, pussy-ass bitch as a husband or as a boyfriend, I want a man. And quite frankly, most American men are bitches. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Most of them are bitches who whine and complain and they act like faggoty ass little loser bitches. I mean, it's so embarrassing, okay? And constantly with the with the open mouth smile in their selfies. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, you know? And, and I, I just find that so pathetic, but anyway. Eastern European women will gobble alive most American men. I just gobble them up for breakfast and shit them out by lunch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't handle them. Uh, guys who can handle Eastern European women are, ironically enough, older guys. Older guys who yeah. have their shit together. And so, I mean, but I'm not talking about those loser guys who never got any pussy in America and come out to Eastern Europe and figure that they'll get like a nice wife. No, what happens is that these chicks see those guys from a mile away and they can peg him, you know, and it's so easy, right? And so what they do is they sucker them out of the money, right? They don't give them even, even a pity lay, okay? Sucker them out of all of their money and then dump them, okay? Yeah, of course, because these women are fucking rapacious. They are hot. They are fucking hot. I mean, they are blazing hot, right? And if you get one on your side, okay, I mean, who is fully committed to you, oh, man, she's a fucking pit bull for you, okay? I mean, absolutely, like, cooks, cleans, take care of the kids, and will take out a shotgun and blow anybody away who comes near your, your homestead, you know what I'm saying? But you got to work it to earn it, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not an easy task. Eastern European women are hard, okay? Mm. They don't fuck around. But the I've thing heard is, that about, 
about Eastern European women before. People think if I go to Ukraine, I'm going to get laid easier, and it's actually yeah. harder. But the women respect you. The, the women are better, but it's hard. There's, I guess there's a higher barrier to entry is what I've been told. Yeah, our friend yeah. Uh, Andrew Tate spoke about that because he, he lives over there, and he's like, yeah, you guys think it's easier over here? It's not. It's way yeah. harder. And yeah. the ones that- also, you got to keep in mind that a lot yeah. of Russians and Ukrainians and Belarusians, uh, Belarusians who are in Oh, no. It's loading. It's loading. We'll read these super chats real quick, and we'll yeah. get the final points. Uh, Ponderosa, $25. Uh, how did Pinochet construct a capitalist dictatorship when most dictatorships are fascist or communist? Was Pinochet-based and RP'd? Uh, that is a question for co- for cool. CRP. Greg, Greg Spradlin, $20. Subbed. Great show. Thank you so much, guys. guys. While we're waiting for Coach to come back. We are 700 people away from hitting 200K, guys. Please, if you're on Twitch, do me one favor. Go on YouTube real quick. Create an account if you have to. Sub to our channel, Fresh and Fit. Help we're us get to 200K there. today, guys. And we're almost at Clips channel, 20K subs. We mm-hmm. need like, I think, 400 more on, on the Clips channel. Fresh and Fit Clips. Guys, help us, please. Yeah, guys. Fresh and Fit Clips. Obviously, content like this is going to get suppressed in the algorithm. Yeah. It sucks that this is the world that we live in, guys. So make sure to like the video, comment, subscribe. Go ahead, Trey. Josh. Oh, okay. I'm going to give a shout out also to Josh. Uh, what did Josh do? On Twitch. On Twitch. Yeah, a boy. Josh. Oh, 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 yeah, Josh Bryan. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought you meant like another Josh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Shout out to our boy Josh Bryan, by the way, guys. Us. Uh, he's been helping us out quite a bit on Twitch. Please go subscribe to his YouTube channel, Life of Josh Bryan. Yep. And also follow him on Twitch as well. And yeah, he's been a, he's been a great asset to the team, guys. So yeah, shout out to coach our boy back. Josh. Coach is back. So we got Coach back in the house, guys. Um, sorry about that, Coach. It seems uh, yeah. that no problem. No, look, yeah. it, it can't be helped. It's, it's like. So where were we? We were talking about uh, uh, Eastern European Eastern women and Ukraine versus American women. Totally so different. you got you to gotta be rock solid frame pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, see, the Ukrainian and Russian and Russian women that you meet out in the States or in Western Europe, right? They're hookers. Okay. Because, yeah, the mm. hookers go out there. And you got to keep in mind that the average of the Eastern European is far superior to the American or the Western European. They're hot. They're hot. And on top of that, they take care of themselves. They wear nice clothes. They put on nice makeup. They look good, okay? Uh, yeah. And even without makeup and without the clothes, I'm telling you, they're objectively, as on the average, better than Western women. They're just hotter, man. What can I say? Uh, yeah. But they are uh, – and the ones that you meet in the Western Europe and the United States, not all, obviously, but for the most part, they're going to be hookers. They're going to be hookers because they go there because that's where the money is, okay? Right. The, the nice, decent girls, they stay in Ukraine. They have no interest in going to the West, okay? They want a family. They want a guy who can provide for them, but they're tough. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, um, it, it's hard to, they're hard to handle. It's as simple as that, okay? Yeah, I remember, I remember uh, two came for a vacation over here. I mean, my buddy met him at the club, right? And their mm-hmm. sense of humor, bro, is crazy. Like, they'll test you. They'll literally test you, like, okay, you punk or not. Like, okay, uh, I, don't, I don't like your shoes. And for most guys, it's like, wait, what? You, you don't like my shoes? What's going on here? But if you have a game, yeah. you know what's going on? It's, it's like a, a quick nag for, for her to see, okay, is he a man or not? So they'll test yeah. you up in your face. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a problem. You're exactly right, man. They'll, they'll go right up to you and test you. They'll check you out. Are you a weakling or a man? And they'll say shit like that. I don't like your shoes. They're, they're like wimpy shoes or whatever. And if you're not quick on your feet and got balls, you're done. You lost them. You're done. You're done. Yeah. Yep. No, man. You lost them. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then we got uh, 
El Orgon de la Jalisco, $20. I am an ethnic Mexican, and I will say that a lot of Latin American girls from the home countries would also eat alive most men from the Anglosphere. Yeah. Best to work uh, work yourself before trying Latinas or Slav birds. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, being annoying right now. Gould's Gaming and Tech, $20. This makes $50 total. This is how serious I am about a plastic collab. Guys, love platforms like Fresh and Fit and Kevin Samuels. Check the DMs and email. Much love. We'll Thank check, you man. so we'll much. Check. We'll check. We'll check. Um, so, Coach, where can the people find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me at the Coach Redpill channel on YouTube. Uh, that's where I'm posting now most most of the time. I, I have my Gonzalo Lira channel kind of like dormant right now. Uh, okay. And you can also check my like controversial content on Patreon. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. I, like, for instance, I, I, I'll tell you right now, I have a video on uh, prostitution, which one of you guys wanted to ask me about prostitution. What did oh, you guys sure. want to ask me specifically? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Let's. So, okay. We're gonna extend the show a little yeah. bit longer. So, so uh, coach, let's talk about that. What are your views, right? If prostitution is gonna be legal in the West, is it gonna help us? Is it gonna break us apart for dating lifestyle? What do you think? Are, are your views on that? Uh, well, I think that it's going to be pretty much of a disaster for um, for a lot of people in terms of like forming families. I think it's going to be beneficial to a lot of guys who are kind of like in that gray area between incels and being sexually successful because okay. they'll be able to hire a hooker and, and figure out how to be good at sex. Because mm. being good at sex is like practice, okay? It's yep. like being good at, uh, I don't know, like shooting three-pointers, okay? Shooting yep. three-pointers, you got to practice at that shit. And it takes a while to get good at it, right? Sex is the same fucking thing. Pickup is the same fucking thing, right? Practice makes perfect every time. And so if, if prostitution becomes legal, a lot of guys are going to resort to it. I mean, they'll feel icky at first, but since it gets normalized because it's legal, then a lot of guys will start doing it. But what will happen is that a lot of girls are going to go into prostitution because, you know, all the stupid shit of like, uh, you know, sex positivity and crap like that. Uh, all these OnlyFans girls, they're going to get into it. Yep. And dude, bottom line, insofar as guys are concerned, uh, Going with a hooker doesn't really do much to you, but it does kill the soul of women. And don't give me bullshit that it doesn't, because it does. Women who become hookers, you can see it in their eyes, man. Something yeah. in their soul dies. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's thousand gone. Yep. Yeah. The thousand Exactly right. Exactly no, right. Real. You said it. The thousand cocks awesome. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fucking sad, man. And so I think it's going to be a disaster for women. Again. You know, the sex positivity shit is going to hurt women. And the guys who are going to benefit, I mean, it's going to be guys who benefit. It's instead of the top tier guys, we were talking before how the top tier guys get all the benefits of the sexual deregulation, right? In this case, it'll be the second tier guys, the guys who can't easily talk a girl into bed. Those mm-hmm. guys are going to benefit because they're going to be able to buy sex, right? But it's only going to hurt women more, you know? Mm-hmm. This whole shit. It's supposed to empower women, help women. And it's only going to hurt them. Oh, yeah. dude, man. The irony, man. The tragedy. The to tragedy. See, I'm interested to see how allowing uh, prostitution into the marketplace is going to change the OnlyFans culture that we have here. You yeah. know, the the spicy video culture, if you guys know what I'm saying with that P word, trying to keep it somewhat YouTube friendly. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't know if that's going to like make it more difficult because we do live in a deregulated, do, deregulated sexual marketplace now. No. But if you yep. were to allow uh, 
prostitution in, would it change it for men's favor? I think it would change it to some degree. I mean, you could look at like, I've been told that like Germany and uh, the Netherlands hasn't changed much. They're still, you know. Uh, yeah, but those are different cultures from America. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And there's also, there's also something else going on. See, with this economic depression, a lot of girls who'd never considered prostitution before are going to go into it. And like right now, you see a lot of girls who need money. They need rent money. So they go into OnlyFans and post naked pictures of themselves, right? They wouldn't ordinarily do that, but because of the economic pressures, they need the cash for rent, for food. And so they're doing that. So a lot of those girls, they're going to go into prostitution. A lot of OnlyFans girls, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, I'll fuck a guy for $500. Come on, you know, she'll... She'll say to herself, how many times in college, you know, and like some weekend at the frats, I fucked two guys, right? It's just like fucking another guy. And it's not. It's prostitution. You're selling yourself, you're, okay? Uh, you're selling your body for money. Uh, yeah. And it's going to kill their souls, man. I mean, it's just fucking trash. Yeah. Even here in uh, downtown Miami, you know how many girls uh, live in these, these condos? They're like 3,000 plus. And you're, yo, yeah. do you work a job? No, I don't work. What are you doing to make this money? You guessed it, sleeping with other guys. Dude, yeah, facts. girls make oh, here. They got, they got sugar daddies? Five, yeah, they're sponsored. Five to ten, five to a thousand bands just like just sleeping around. Yeah, Per facts. day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it is, it is what it is, man. Um, okay, so we hit some of these super chats real quick. Um, I think someone had a question for you actually here too. Sure. Uh, Bifurcation of society. Just realize that any gal who gladly takes easy three or four route will explode leftover gals cohort is already projected to grow four Xer and millennial gals Gen Z will self eliminate 50% plus single by 2030. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Ooh, and then, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we're already. A lot of wine ends, you know what I'm saying? Ponderosa Ponderosa had a question for you. Uh, How did Pinochet create a capitalist dictatorship when most dictatorships are fascist or communist? Was he based in RP'd? Well, yeah, he was fucking based in RP'd as all who get out. Yeah, definitely. Um, No, that's a misconception. Most uh, dictatorships are not necessarily fascist or communist, okay? Uh, You can have a dictatorship with a capitalist economy. And that's what Pinochet implemented. He was one of the first countries, uh, his uh, economic um, program was the first implementation of neoliberal economic policy in any country in the West. And it was a a test case for monetary policy. It was later implemented in the United Kingdom under Maggie Thatcher in 1979 and then Ronald Reagan in 1981. So, um, yeah, he he was a very important guy. But just because he was... um, a dictator doesn't mean that he was necessarily fascist. He wasn't a fascist. People claim he was a fascist. He wasn't. Uh, because fascism uh, involves necessarily the, the uh, conjoining of private enterprise and the state in a uh, symbiotic relationship. Like what's happening in the United States right now, where private corporations, like companies like Amazon, for instance, they work hand in glove with the government. See, Amazon is, uh, is the CIA is one of the largest clients for Amazon. Did you know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so uh, the government does a lot of work with Amazon. And Amazon and the government are are really conjoined. They work symbiotically. And the government uh, protects Amazon's monopoly power. And on the flip side, Amazon does a lot of service work for the government. Okay. And probably is giving the government, various government agencies, heads up on a whole bunch of different things. And so, yeah, that, that kind of symbiotic relationship, that's classical, classic of fascism. 
See, because when the, when the woke say that the U.S. is like a fascist state, they're kind of right. Okay, just because they're woke doesn't mean that they're always wrong. Okay, and insofar as the fascism is concerned, they're kind of right. Now, the Pinochet dictatorship was not a fascist regime because the Pinochet dictatorship, for very interesting personal reasons, they never really were allied to the oligarchs in Chile. And in point of fact, during the 1980-81 banking crisis, Pinochet threw a bunch of oligarchs into jail, a whole bunch of them, uh, because they'd been fucking around and doing stupid shit, okay? And that pretty much proves that he wasn't a fascist in the classic sense of the private enterprise and the state working hand in glove. Um, but um, yeah, that, that's that's to answer the question. Um, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, guys, he is Coach Red Pill. Uh, his links are below, guys. I yep. put his Patreon there. His, both of his YouTube channels, Gonzalo Lira and Coach Red Pill, which Coach Red Pill now is the main channel. And yeah. uh, support him on Patreon, guys, because obviously, yeah. as you guys can see, um, very based, great conversation. You know, I just this was fantastic for me. I learned a I, lot. I can't imagine what you see behind the paywall, bro. Yeah, this yeah, is this is awesome. <laughs> Holy smokes! You know, and um, I am definitely going to use that iron well, study on, 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 on the on the Patreon shit. You know, I show my naked pictures because I'm also trying to pedal my ass and and get that sweet OnlyFans money. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And and coach, I'm going to definitely start using that Ireland study you had about yeah. sixty percent of women and did not want to enter the workforce after going home and caring for their family for a year, which is that's excellent study. Yeah. And then also, like I said before, you know, one of my favorite quotes that you said is um, the truth isn't relative. Your appreciation for it is relative, which is, you know, hit the nail on the head with how a lot of women interpret the truth. They don't like it. And they're like, well, I don't agree with that. Well, you don't have to agree with it. It's it's fact. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. also, as well, I'm pretty sure the chat would love this coach. We need you for an episode with some females late night because that would be amazing. Absolutely. Your take Absolutely. on that? I, it would be late at night, your time. Yeah, well, that yeah, this is typical when they come, like eight, like eight, eight nine p.m. Eight nine p.m. EST. We can make some well, accommodations though. If, yeah. if you can make it a little later, okay? Because I can, I can be in my studio because I got seven hours time difference with you guys, right? Yes. Okay. So, so if you guys do it like at eleven p.m. midnight, I, I can easily be. I, I wake up early every day. Yeah, so, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, being cool. at my studio at 7 a.m., I'm totally down for it. And it would be a hell of a lot better internet connection than this shit and with a camera and the whole shebang. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd love to. It'd be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. We made the best of it. So, you know, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show, man. Uh, we definitely uh, – th this was fantastic and the people loved it. So, uh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so yeah, glad. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel. Thank yep. you so much, He's Coach. the truth, hey, man. Hey, and did, did you guys hit uh, 200,000? No, we're, we are actually Very close. Uh, right now. We are six twenty away from to to uh, six twenty. Everybody who's on, you got to subscribe, man. Come on, come on, come on. If, if you have alt <laughs> channels, go to your alt account and and push push the boys up to two hundred k, man. It would be fantastic. So thank yeah, you, thank you so much for having me on. It was a real real pleasure. I hope I didn't rant too much, and if I ranted too much, I hope that you guys got some. Uh, if not education out of it, at least some enjoyment and laughter out of it. And yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic, man. We always just shut up and let our guests speak and shine, bro. That's just how we yeah. do business. You the know chat loved I mean? it. So the chat loved so, it. Our people loved it, man. You. Thank you so much, Coach, for coming on. And this will be one of many collabs, my friend. Yes, sir. Oh, thank you so much. Take it easy, boys. I'll see you soon. Peace, guys. Later.